Do you have a theme song for your podcast? I yet? don't have a theme song. Should, should we make? Should we sing okay, one? Go. Yeah. Okay, go. I'll improv with you. Okay. Do you, should okay. Ba da ba ba ba. No, that's McDonald's. I can't do that. Okay. I'm gonna this get sued. This is the Hank show. We have Hank here, and Hank chats with her friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hello. Welcome to the Hanky Panky podcast. We're here with Thank you. Zachary. Hello. Cowman. Cowman. Real last name Cowan. Cowan. That's so good. It's one of those like things, like most things in my life, I don't put a lot of thought and effort into things. I just do it. Yeah. And then you deal with the ramifications later. Well, that's good for the brand. Yeah. I didn't think a small little wordplay. So now all my stuff is like cow themed and people are like, do you really like cows? And I'm like, no, it was like a three second quick decision. But cow print is really cute. So I feel like that was a really good decision. You know what? I learned that. (laughs) Women really like cow print stuff. I think it's universally loved. It might be. I, think I mean, is. I love seeing those TikToks with cows. Like I saw one the other day and it was this woman and she's like, you know why I love my cow? Because I can squeeze it as hard as I want. You know, you got a little kitten, you want to squeeze it, but you can't hurt it. This cow don't care. I'll squeeze it as hard as I want. And then she squeezed the crap out of it. Oh. It was a big ass cow. It didn't care. I think squeezing a cow would fix my problem. I think so too. <laughs> like I just want to be like. Argh. You know, in Florida, there was like this legend that people used to go around mm-hmm. tipping cows. Really? I don't believe I that's possible. I know people that in the South. Yeah. Is it real is or thing. is that a joke? No, it's a real thing. Yeah. Tipping cows. I, I would feel guilty. How does that cow get back up? It's just it, like, it can get up. It can get up. But I, it's not good for it. No, it no way. Out. That's how you get mad cow disease. If, if you like, Stop. If you like kill a cow, like if you harvest the cow when it's stressed out, that's You're how gonna they get You're going to be it. a great dad. <laughs> that's why they have those machines before they kill them. And they actually squeeze them because they found that it You're chills lying. the cow out. Yeah, no, they totally squeeze it. And then they just like Like an anxiety brain. Yeah, like, but for cows. That's like when Before you know when die. you get an X-ray and it feels really good, and they put that thing on. Oh, the heavy weight. Yeah. Do you have a heavy? Uh, I do. do. You have a weighted blanket? I'm currently using it to hold my Christmas tree in place under the blanket. Oh, I didn't even notice your tree. I love it. Thank you. It's a little festive early. How do you yeah. feel about Christmas set up before Thanksgiving? You know, personally, I feel like I need to have turkey before I'm ready to like celebrate. But you know, I don't. I don't understand people that like judge other people's decisions that literally do not impact their life whatsoever. Like, oh, you have decorations in your house, like November 1st. Like, that doesn't affect me. Are you a little cuckoo? Maybe. I don't know. That's not for me to decide. I'm definitely cuckoo. I'll take that. (laughs) For Cocoa Puff. So tell me a little bit about yourself. I know that's a general question. I kind of hate being asked that, but whatever comes to mind, hit me. Like personally or professionally? I'd say personally, then how did you get into doing online work? Okay, got it. Well, my name's Zach Cowan. Come in if you don't know. Uh, I'm an actor here in Los Angeles. I guess we started with personally. That's the weird thing about being an actor. It's like your life and your profession. How am I doing? Better? I thought it sounded good. You do sound good. Okay. Better? Yep. Okay. They kind of mix together. But anyways, I'm, I'm like a California boy, born and raised in San Diego, lived in San Francisco for like six years, got my degree up there, studied business, studied theater, graduated, started working in tech and finance, was still doing the whole like indie movie thing. Mm. Woke up one day, realized I hated everything about my life. <clears throat> so, as one does. As, as one does. I had like, it's so funny. We've talked about this before. I had like five reasons keeping me in San Francisco. In the matter of like two or three months, they all just disappeared. Like mm. my girlfriend left me. I needed a new job. I couldn't live with my like quote unquote friends anymore. That was a whole thing. Yeah. Like when friends become toxic relationships. Living with friends is hard. It really is. I'm living alone. Mm. and I have for the past two years. I'm like 28 now, yeah. and it took me this long because I've been living the artist life, and I had the realization the other day that I never have to live with another man again, Ooh. and I love that for me. I love that for you, too. <laughs> That's like you've made it. I really Living have. alone in L.A. is like you've made it. If you can pay rent Honestly, by yourself. Yeah. Especially if you're like working 
either in the industry you want to or you're like adjacent or what have you. Yeah, that's the dream, right? Mm-hmm. Being able to provide. So you moved here to LA. What, how old were you when you moved here? I was 23. 23. Oh. I moved here, uh, I think, 2017. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of people, like, especially like when you move to LA, like to do the whole artist thing or whatever, like people are like, oh my gosh, like, that must have been so tough. Like, <laughs> like wow, like following your dream, which is lovely. And that, that is the proper reaction, I think, to someone. It's like, a nice sentiment. Yeah, it is a nice sentiment. However, for me, I technically moved closer to home because I went from San Francisco to L.A. Mm. and my hometown's in San Diego. So uh, I'm like, some people move here at 18. That was me. Yeah, right. Pack <laughs> no up their family. stuff from Arkansas. They got, they <laughs> Arkansas? Know, yeah, I don't know. That's just what I think. <laughs> and I'm like, no, those are the people you need to be impressed with. Like, I, I kind of took my time. Sometimes I wish I would have started here at 18. Other times I feel very thankful for my professional experience, my business experience, my corporate experience because those right. have paid dividends. Uh, and yeah, now since I moved down here, I've just kind of been hustling. I'm now a wonderful member of the Screen Actors Guild. You guys didn't see. I did. A, I did a little. You did a little. I did a little I'm eye roll. We won't get into my my union feelings, but no, um, we don't have to talk about that. Well, let's not. So, when did you first make a TikTok account? I feel like that is a very specific because you yeah. actually a lot of people don't know you forced like not forced me. You were just like you should do TikTok. Yeah, I was an OG like TikToker like back when you couldn't tell people it was on your phone, like pre-pandemic. Mm. Like I've been on TikTok, I don't know, three or four years now. Yeah. Like when people were still making fun of it. Yeah. Of? When it was mainly just like kids dancing and it was like fresh off being musically. Oh yeah. And so I had it on my phone and I just thought it was a cool app. And I like saw the like comedic value of it. Cause I also, as you know, I also do like comedy and improv. So that's how I kind of started, like just kind of dicking around. Right. I was on it for a whole year. But it wasn't until the pandemic I started taking it seriously. Yeah, it got huge. Yeah. And then you and I met up that one day and then we like we both went viral. You went viral, viral. I went like regular. Well, it's funny because like for you being an actor, like Mm -hmm. you can see things and be like, oh, a lot. Because I when I first got TikTok was like, these are all real people just randomly blowing up. And I didn't ever think of it to be like premeditated. Yeah. Like these people thought of a concept. Right. Wanted to blow up. So when you came to me and were like, let's do like a little, not skit, but you were like, I have an idea. Yeah, let's make a TikTok. Right. I was like, what? Like, I kind of thought it was just people doing like choreographed dances right, and like right. genuine, like you like the couch guy. Like, I thought it was like people getting filmed and then blowing up. Right. Which is a large portion of it. Yeah, but I think your acting background and your business background, you saw it as like, oh, this is something that I can do well. Yeah, the the value of TikTok, which like now that I've been on it for years and I have a lot of different thoughts, but the one value that still continues for it is it's one platform that allows anyone to get access to their content being pushed to millions of people. Right. It's not a great app in terms of livable wages, monetizing. Right protecting their creators, mm. being inclusive, a lot of things like that it needs to work on. But compared to like Instagram or YouTube, like you, we could post something and it could just happen to take off and go viral and yeah. get 6 million views. That's not going to happen on any other app. No, it's true. I saw someone commenting. They were like breaking down the payments of each. Like they did Facebook mm-hmm. and YouTube and blah, 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 blah. And TikTok was, they had the most views with the least amount of money. Yeah. And someone was commenting like, TikTok's a scam. It should pay its artists more. And the guy replied, like, this is the only platform in which you can be pushed to millions of people and then yeah. and then move those followers and viewers to other platforms to monetize. Yeah. Which I've yeah. never thought of it like that. That's kind of what you have to do. I will say, like, 
And we don't have to talk about the intricates of TikTok. No, I kind of think it's a very fascinating conversation because like from the sex work full side of it where I use it as advertising, people kind of think of it as like, oh, you're just doing TikTok. But it is a marketing tool. It absolutely is. I will say it has a terrible like, like I guess marketing jargon, which is also self-explanatory. Like we would say the click-through rate. So what's the percentage that you can get someone to click on whatever you want to click? Like if you have an Instagram ad and I sell socks, my, my, what I want you to do is I want you to see the ad, like it, click on my sock thing, and that's the click-through rate. Right. Then if you go all the way to purchasing, we would consider that the conversion rate. So how much do I have to spend in order to get one conversion of whatever I need? So you're saying if, if you made a video and you're selling a product, how, much, like, how many people are going to view it before someone buys it? Yeah, same thing with you, with your OnlyFans. Like, right. You know, uh, <clears throat> how many people have to watch this before someone will subscribe? Mm-hmm. Or you might be like, I just want to get people looking at my profile, you know. That right, and that, that differentiates between each person probably too. D- different person. And the video. And the video and what niche you're in. I will say overall TikTok, which it makes sense. Like they don't want people leaving their app. It just has a horrible click-through rate. Like I think I have like, I don't know, I, I haven't checked. But like maybe like 360,000 followers on TikTok and like 18,000 on Instagram. Sheesh. So it's like not even quite a 10% No, but I, but but it's funny because again, TikTok being so accessible to people mm-hmm. on that app, you can have, see, well, like think of it like Dixie D'Amelio, Charlie yeah. D'Amelio. Of course they have millions of followers. It does translate. Cause I think if you have a hundred totally. million followers, yeah. at least once you hit a certain point, even, right. even 10% of a hundred million is 10 million. But with all these influencers do, and what I've been trying to do for years and not as successful as other people is once you kind of have traffic being generated to you is then you you kind of just try to build your little like nepotism of your social media. Right. So you're like, okay, well, I want the people from Instagram going to my YouTube. I want the people from my YouTube going to my Facebook. I want the people from my Facebook going to my, my business yeah. page and so on. I do that. I, so I do like kind of- TikTok. Well, I used to. It's interesting because I know you feel this way too. TikTok used to blow up way easier. People would click mm-hmm. way faster. Yeah. Like, I remember what changed my life was me and Cinnamon filmed this video and I worded it not on purpose in a way that was like confusing, but it was confusing. So, so many people were commenting on it, which blew it up, Mm -hmm. which then in that day, I'm not kidding, like 2000 people subscribed to my OnlyFans, which I had never had that many fans in my life. Right. And so I was like, what the fuck is happening? There's definitely a science behind it. Like I chat with a lot of like influencers and stuff especially like on TikTok, because it's, it's a pretty small community, especially in terms of like actors on TikTok. Yeah, people that that's are, a niche for sure. Yeah, people that were actors before TikTok as opposed to blowing up on TikTok. And trying. And listen, if you blew up on TikTok and trying to be an actor, like I, I'm proud of you. Respect You're going to do anyone. it. Keep going, yeah. do your thing. It's just different paths, different journeys, what have you. Um, <clears throat> but we talk about that, like the, the psychology behind like intentionally making a video vague or starting an argument to drive up engagement. Well, that's... The, th- the funny thing is, is like, I think it was a video that was like, um, I don't remember the exact caption, but it was not supposed to be vague either. It was right. very unintentional. It was like us, it does, yeah. us both being, you know, adopted, mm-hmm. whatever, at an early age. And then it was like, now us filming porn. So people were like, you guys are sisters. Like, and like, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. we never even grew up in the same area. That's the like, internet. TikTok's so random. But like because that. of the people, it, it, now though, I find so many people get clickbaited or get like, yes. so they're like bored. They yeah. see something controversial and they're like, be for real. And that's all they're going to comment. Yeah. Like it's not so much a discord anymore where people used to be like, totally. I need to figure out the truth of this. Yeah. I think people got more used to TikTok too. I think it used to be like more niche. Yeah. And like, you know, people's for you pages were a little bit more like personalized. Now it's like, 
there's so many celebrities on it and people like the Demelios, where like, you know, not even just the Demelios, but people that just have their content down to a science. Right. So they're like, all right, this is the kind of content I make. Here's a trending sound. I'm going to make six of these. Oh, yeah. In the same area with the same thing. Do you follow the scumbag dad on TikTok? No, but his videos have come on my For You page. He's got it down where he's like a smart guy. He, he basically started off with like a series that did well and he kept doing it. That's mm. honestly, that's one of the things I didn't do very well like whenever i have something trending, i move on I, i'm like I'm i done. get bored i'm I like get bored this yeah. is more it's well because you're an artist yeah and i started tiktok originally uh when i which we were talking about when i first started i like i just needed something to stay creative like the mm -hmm. pandemic had just hit i had just got cut from an ncis episode my agent had just gone bankrupt i had just joined sag and for those of you that don't know when you join sag the availability of projects drops exponentially because you can't do non-union work. I was, yeah, I was going to say, explain it. And don't you have to pay for SAG as you well? You do. It's about, currently, it's 2023. I joined a few years ago. It, it, it'll run you about like 3400 bucks, Which is a lot. And then about like 200 bucks a year plus a portion of whatever you make from acting. That's insane. Um, but a lot of this, the SAG auditions, you can still get them without rep, but not nearly as much. Like So anyways, I just needed something to stay creative. So that's why I just started posting on there. And that's why, even to this day, I'm like, well, I want to do stuff that like challenges me and makes me feel good and right. like feels like an acting, whatever. However, so he started making the scumbag guy, dad guy, made it made a series that started trending. Then he had the same problem that we all have, which is where you know TikTok gives you a little bit and then they just drop off. Mm -hmm. Your your stuff stops blowing up. You don't know. They won't even show it to your following. You don't even get five percent of the people that follow you seeing your video. And that's when you got to play the algorithm. So now he like doesn't even try and he just makes fun of people. Like, you know how those ones that are like big now where it's like, it'll be someone making something and then a chef reacts to it and talks oh, about yeah. it. So then he'll react to the chef oh, reacting and then just I say love the opposite. A chef react. Or you know how there's the videos where someone's talking and then there's someone just doing some like, something like aesthetically, like carving soap. Yeah. You know, underneath With the, red, the, the sad ass Reddit videos. Yes. Yep. And he'll just do those too. And I'm just like, this is well, a Well, because everyone wants to watch out. those. So then if they're watching while he's watching, he still gets the view. Mm -hmm. Which is smart. Like, I think, again, what I try to talk about, which I don't think I ever get into, so it's kind of nice to talk about, is like, you kind of have to be good at advertising and marketing Absolutely. to continue to blow up. Totally. Because like, like you said, doing artistic things and things I genuinely enjoy, like when I do like something that I think is fun, yeah. it doesn't go well. Yeah. So to do, to, to have something blow up and be like, well, I'm going to do more of this has to be a smart choice. Yeah. And, and me, I never did me, that. Me neither. And, and there's people to this day that like, you know, asks about carry characters and stories. Like I had like this librarian character that blew up and I did a few with, and people still ask and I'm like, Oh, maybe I'll bring it back. Whatever. For me, it feels disingenuous, but like part of social media is disingenuous. Right. And I think of it like we're ultimately creating content for our viewers. Mm -hmm. However, with TikTok primarily a lot of other apps too, but especially TikTok, you're competing with the computer first and foremost. Mm -hmm. Like as soon as you hit send, like it is trying to alphanumerically understand your video. It's looking at the lighting, the text on screen, the caption, the how song, long. how long it is. Yeah. It's trying to categorize that so it can shuffle it to the right type of audience. So I feel like if you're not doing it with that in mind, if you're like, this is a really cool video and I like it, but the first 20 seconds are like not well lit or it doesn't pull people in, like the computer's not going to push it through. Right. And it's so easy. Like we're just competing with like a flick of a thumb movement. It, no, it's really hard too, and well, because like I find I see people, especially sex workers, and I respect it. I just 
let me try to explain it right. Like I find like, I'm like, oh, people are going to think this is cringy. Mm -hmm. But the reality is, is me doing anything online is already cringy. So instead of just being like, this is doing well, which a lot of people do and they make a lot of money and they get a lot of views. I'm like, I'm going to hold on to my own morals and I'm not going to, which makes absolutely no sense. It doesn't because at the end of the day, like whatever our goals are or whatever, it sucks to say, but having more followers, having more influence, having more money will help you achieve those goals. So I'm like, well, maybe I should just suck it up and, and, you know, beat this horse to death, this content idea and make 50 of them with this sound. But you know, it'll blow up. It's, but that's the thing about online burnout is like, Mm -hmm. you have to find a mix between doing content you genuinely like and content that people like. Yeah. A lot of actors say that, like the, the very famous ones, they say, I do one for me and I do one for the fans. Mm. So they'll do one that like maybe their team thinks is really good. It's very commercially, whatever. And then they'll do one for them. That's I don't feel like that might be a good approach. So how did you get into what you do now? Which I'll let you explain. You're talking about the audio erotica? Quinn, right? Yeah, Quinn. So I was already doing the influencer kind of stuff. Like, and, and you know, like. Sexy librarian. Sexy librarian, <laughs> you know. And, and small scale. And if we're talking in terms of the Demelis and stuff. Small scale for me, but still, you know, a community. I started streaming on Twitch, did that for about two years. I still do that, but a little bit, little bit of a hiatus. How often were you streaming? Like three, four times a week. Impressive. Anywhere from like three to Streamers are hours. so brave to me. It's such a tough job. And ultimately, I just came to the conclusion that I'm like, it is just as difficult to be a full-time streamer as it is to be a full-time actor, a full-time dancer, yeah. a full-time influencer. And any one of these jobs is a full-time job and a half. And what is tough about this industry, anything online, is you need to have a full functioning like marketing team, aka you, behind you. Right. Well, that's why the people who, the nepotism babies, <laughs> yes. respectfully, yeah. the people who have money to totally. hire help, of course they're succeeding. Yeah. The privilege Even of the money. Like their parents were. Loaded, I mean, Billie loaded Eilish. Loaded like, if you think yes. about anyone, the I mean, majority of them are nepotism. Ma- I was gonna say anyone, which yeah. is not true. Majority of people succeeding had someone privilege enough to pay for a team totally. to help them or even just had a connection like i i was pretty down on myself and i feel like a big part of like being an actor or being in this industry just in general is like staying mentally strong mm. and so i was pretty down on myself whatever and then i reminded myself i was like well when i first moved to la six years ago i didn't know anyone i had like three actor friends that were fresh out of theater school like me but no one in my lineage had even tried right you didn't have an uncle who had a friend and that's so funny because i was just thinking of john krasinski like he gave himself like a five-year plan and he's told this story all the time where he's like i'm giving myself five years and his mother told him that he had to be the one to pull the plug because his mother couldn't tell his son to like give up on her dreams and then by the fifth year and first of all a five-year plan in this industry is like grossly underestimated Mm. like you need to have a 10 15 year plan yeah exactly and he was about to give up, and then he like sent his reel, which was back on VHS, and a, a reel is basically like an actor's video resume. It's like your portfolio, and he had like an uncle who was like somebody or something like that. Like he had a connection, and, and it got seen. And it's just so much of like that of like just knowing someone that can know someone to send your stuff. Right, up. and so like going back, like streamers are like, for example, like people on Mm -hmm. OnlyFans, if you're not paying for help, you're doing the original job, which is a full-time job. Yeah. But then you're editing. Totally. Sending it out. Cutting, like you're doing it. Then you're got to make, you know, your promotional TikToks and then Instagram and then Insta stories and then break it down to which one can go on Twitter and And which one's Reddit and Tumblr. What's tough about um, sex work is like you have to do that code switching. Like if your content's family friendly, you can just post it everywhere. Uh, Yeah. Um, But anyways, with Quinn, so I was already doing all the social media stuff. I was still doing the acting stuff. So the acting was kind of always happening. Uh, and then that's why it's interesting for me to start from the perspective of being an actor and then 
kind of pepper in this influencer stuff. Anyways, there's this company called Quinn. 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 You put on your sexy Quinn, voice. I gotta. They'll, <laughs> they'll love this. We'll, they'll, they'll repost. They'll do all the tagging. They're great people. They are this autoerotica company. Uh, and it's, it's, it's female-led, and it's made, I think their original tagline was like, you know, like, with women in mind, or like, Quinn girls finish first. Since mm. then, it's become much more inclusive. Like, it's not just for women. Like, they have non-binary stuff. They have women for women. They have stuff for men. Right. You name They're it. branching out. They're, I love that. They're branching out. And they always were, but I think, you know, at least to begin with. But I know. think there's no, I mean, how much erotica is for men, you know? Like, I think yeah. the idea of saying for women obviously is very non-inclusive, but I think the idea was good. I think, yeah, and, and I think originally, and they're still doing this, but like the original first push I think was like to disrupt you, dis, disrupt the porn industry, which has been 99% for men. And right. extremely exploitive of men, but also primarily of women. Mm -hmm. uh, and even like these, these websites, like, you know, Pornhub, whatever, like there's so many cases where it's like, hey, that person is underage or that person is being essayed. Can you take this down? And they're like, nah, no, it's doing yeah. well. Um, so it's this autoerotica app. They reached out to me, believe it or not, through my like spam TikTok account, mm. which was something I made just when I first started blowing up so I could have like clear brand delineations. I was like, this will be my brand side and this will be when I get like high and I just want to like yell on the camera, <laughs> yeah. yell at the camera or whatever. Uh, and so they reached out to me and they were like, hey, you know, we have this like autoerotica app. We love your voice. Mm. We'd love to work with you, whatever. And at this point, I had already been exploring like doing like freelance audio commissions like voice oh, I remember that. and we've talked about this i you know when i first started blowing up i debated doing the whole only plan stuff as you know like anytime you go viral on the internet people are so thirsty they're just like do you have an only fans it doesn't matter who you are yeah it doesn't matter if you have 10 followers or 10 million like people people want i remember us talking about this and i thought a lot about it I ultimately decided it wasn't for me personally, not that I have anything against it. Like, I yeah. helped you with well, your Well, I think marketing. it's good that you know that about yourself because some people get into it thinking it's totally. going to be something. Or they're disillusioned, not. which I'm, I'm sure you talked about on this podcast of, like, you know, the grooming of younger women by older women into OnlyFans, yep. telling them they're going to make X, Y, and Z. The, and it's like, like pyramid kind of Yeah, scheme. totally. Uh, and it's even worse when they're selling courses, you know. Yeah. Oh, oh, God. I hate those. My Wait. old boss used to be, like, a course seller. Stop. Guy. Yeah. Um, anyways, they reached out to me and they were like, we love your voice, blah, 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 blah. And at the time I was kind of, I was already doing it independently and I was like, no, thanks. I also didn't really like the money they offered me to start with. Uh, not that it was bad. I was just like, eh, it's not for me. It was like, I think it was like performance based, oh, yeah. which is common. But I was just like, <laughs> I'm not a performance based. If you like it, you pay for it. So anyways, I, I said no. <clears throat> and, uh, excuse me, like six months later, I was doing it independently I had also like formalized my like media package because more brands were wanting to work with me. So I was like, hey, you know what? What the hell? I'm going to reach out to them and I'm going to give them my media package. And I'm going to say, hey, if you want to work with me, uh, it's actually going to be this much. And you have to purchase like a, a promotional TikTok ad space. Like you have to buy ad space from me. Yeah. And that's where I was charging the majority of the money because back then I was getting like 10 million views a month. So I was like, this is how much that costs. And they said, yeah, sure. Sounds good. Closed mouths don't get fed. Exactly. And shoot so, your shot. You shoot, know what I shoot mean? Shoot your shot, guys. And this is what I encourage to influencers because brand deals, especially nowadays, like they're all just lowballing because they're just trying to take Well, because someone will do it too. Yeah. So Which it's like, I get it, they're but... like, hey, do eight videos for 10 bucks each. And it's like, no. no. Like even if you have 10,000 followers, like you could be charging, you know, depending on your engagement and stuff, like on the lower end, like a grant, like it should be, it should be normalized. Um, so we did like four videos with them. I wasn't really thinking about it. 
and then they did well, I guess. And so what the, were the videos like? They were well, so they've always given me like full creative freedom. I so love that. I do my own, and this tends to surprise people, uh, but I do my own writing. Uh, storyboarding i edit it obviously i record it and then i mix it so i just give them a final product so Amazing. it's just all, all i mean that's you should get paid very well for that you're doing a lot of work you know at this point the the pay is nice i love that <laughs> mm -hmm. uh so yeah we just did four one-offs and then they really liked them and then they were like hey we'd love to lock you into a six-month contract cool and they offered me a nice chunk of change and so i said yes and then that contract ended and so we sat down and I love their company, like the CEO, Caroline, and everybody that works with them, like they're really, really savvy. They're really inclusive uh, because they're making ethical corn, porn. Yeah. Um, I know. I, when I first started filming the podcast, I was like, oh, what words can't what, I, I'm so yeah, like what from are the TikTok. Rules here in terms of you can cursing. say anything. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Uh, yeah. And so that six month contract ended and then I sat down with the CEO and I was just like, hey, I'm enjoying this. And she's like, me too. She's like, do you want another contract? And I was like, yeah. Nice. And now For how long? Are. Another six months. Cool. So I think it's been maybe about like nine or ten months now that I've so been with Quinn. Let's talk about like when you. What was your first audio? Yeah. Like with Quinn or yes. like with, it? Well, did you do sexual commissions before? Yeah. So I did commissions before. Okay. So talk about that. Because I had a lot of I had a lot of people in my DMs and like you know I mean as you know there were, there was a lot of thirst and being a business savvy minded individual I was like how can I monetize this yes. you know. How can I take your sexual energy and turn it into an ethical way to make money? Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, been there. Yeah, 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 100%. Um, and so, you know, I actually found this woman. I don't remember her name, but Reddit has been big in the, like, audio smut world audio for a long time. Audio porn is hot. It is so hot. And I've, I've enjoyed it. Like, you know, especially when I was younger, I was like a, like a woman, like, jerk-off instructions. I was like, this is fucking hot. Oh, a j I, love a j I love filming a J-O-I. Oh, yeah. I'm I, like, I don't oh. mind them, too. I like them. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but the very first one, I don't remember. I think, I think someone just reached out to me, and I think they were, like, too embarrassed to give their real name. And back then, I didn't, like, I didn't worry about, like, Safety, really? Yeah, or just, I guess, like, because it was just, like, an audio and I was writing the story, I was like, if you want to be anonymous, that's fine. Oh, yeah. Um, I forget what it was, because I did a few, like, very, very quickly, but I think they were all, like, they were all pretty improv-based, and <laughs> people were just like, here are a few things I like to be called, you know. Or, he like, here's a little, like, outline. Yeah, here's, here's a couple of the kinks I like. Nice. Um, and so we just... So what, what was the first video? Do you remember? I don't, or the audio, no, I No, I remember the ones I did for Quinn a little bit better. Okay, so what um, were they? So I gave them four, and I think they originally gave me, they were like, hey, here's like a, because they were really new because they were a startup. They're like, here's like a Microsoft Word document oh, of a cool. bunch of like topics and things that, <laughs> that, that we think would do well. But they also reached out to me because they liked my TikToks, and they were like, maybe you could do like a TikTok Sexy about librarian. this. Yeah, so I sent them a couple TikToks that did well, and I was like, we could do something based off this. So I wound up doing like a like a TA one, like I'm tutoring you, and it gets a little saucy. Oh, God. And so that guy was a little more bookish and like submissive, and it was very like consent-heavy and like not <laughs> like, wanting somebody to Like, can I touch your leg? Back. Yeah, yeah, like, can I, you know, like, is that okay? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, what if somebody so, oh, like, the, yeah, yeah. Be quiet. Yeah, yeah, be quiet. Like, we're in the library. Oh, yeah. And um, <laughs> so that was that. one. Another one was, you know, and I think some of these are my most popular. I'm pretty sure one was like, I think they named, I think it's titled on Quinn, like, Your First Kinky Experience. 
Oh. And that one was like, it's like your traditional like dom and sub, male for female, or like male sound, male presenting voice. Yeah. And, you know, female presenting pronouns. Like yeah. Girl, good girl, that kind of stuff. And, you know, you're a little trepidatious and you come over and we spend the first, you know, most of my audios are in the 15 to 30 minute range. The first 50% of them is usually just like context, story, like dialogue, consent, yeah. dialogue. Yeah. So we were just reaffirming boundaries. We we're talking through what we, what we might enjoy. We were taking it slow. And then we kind of like slowly transition into like, a, you know, a, a rougher dominating. So when you're experience. doing, cause you're only doing your side. So yeah. you're saying stuff like, oh, you like, you're kind of answering yeah. back what they you would have say. have to speak in a way that allows the listener to understand what the other person is saying without saying contrived. Yeah, yeah. Without saying contrived. And people are smart. So, you know, you No, kinda, your brain will fill in the gaps. Your brain, exactly. Your brain will fill in the gaps. Yeah. Um, as long as it's not like, you said yes? Okay. Yes. Like. Yeah. Do you want this? I'm waiting for you to answer. <laughs> I'm scary. No, you, 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 there are natural ways to be like. Yeah, it's like flirty, oh, open-ended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you want me to, you want me to eat you out? So, really? Okay. You know, that kind of thing. So that was the second one because we did four. The third one was, it was like a boyfriend post-dinner. We're driving home. You know, we get a little naughty while I'm still driving and I pull over and I like fuck you on the side of the road. So no roadhead? <laughs> no, it was roadhead. Oh, and then okay. I'm like, this is too fucking good. So you, are you I like, mo- are you like, uh, yeah, like- yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that was, well, when I first started Quinn, they gave me like a layout, like in terms of they're like, don't, you don't have to follow this, but traditionally, mm. you know, th- by this point you should do da da da. And it was like, you know, we'd like for the listener to like orgasm twice, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, it's sexually explicit. So there's usually, I mean, there's almost always like moans and then it's up to you. Sometimes I like have like more sound effect ones, you know, with like simulating sex. Sometimes I just have like a slow burn one mm. where I'm not quite moaning, but I'm like really, really a little hot and heavy. Into yeah. it, you know, how um, do you, how do you make the noises? So this, this, everybody's different. Like I did a, I did like a round table, like Quinn brought me in for like a social media shoot and we had like two other creators and it was great listening to them. We have one guy, his name's Mitchell, uh, and a lot of his audios, totally consensual and stuff, but he gets together with other like sex workers mm. and he records himself with them. So right. it's all authentic. Me, on the other hand, since I'm a professional actor and I've done like love scenes, like I don't actually fuck my actor on right. set. So those are the standards I have for myself personally. Uh, because just like with TikTok, like I want to be furthering my craft. So I'm like, well, I'm treating this like if I were like on a film set. Rehearsal. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So a lot of times it's just like me simulating on myself. I think I just did one that was like a little bit more like it was like a JOI, like direct to listener. That was my first time doing like a direct to listener. And, you know, I love JOI. <laughs> yeah, they're so fun. I like how you said that. Uh, so, you know, you just kind of like use lube and like, yeah. you know, you, do, can, you can use you, your hands. I was going to say, do you like stuff. make your hands like a little sticky or something so yeah, they can hear it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even like, like, <laughs> I mean, people can't see me, but like some like lube on like on the inside of your hands and kind of like up and down with your fingers. And oh, like, like, you can, you can get, exactly. You can get like that wet sound and like, you know, when you're spanking, I'll just spank myself or like <laughs> slap myself. You're just like, they're smacking your yeah, ass. There's some funny ones. I think I told the story where I was like, I think some woman, cause you've seen my apartment, like right outside my apartment window is another apartment complex. Mm. And so I'm like standing up. It's like the finale of one of my series. <laughs> And I'm like pretending to like fuck this girl. And so like my pants are pulled down. I'm still have my underwear on, but my pants are pulled down. And so I'm like thrusting and like hitting the, the palms of my hands on my legs. And you know, it's, it sounds, it sounds fine. It sounds authentic. It's like ass shots. Yeah. And then I look over and I just see this woman who, in my mind, she's French and she's just smoking a cigarette watching me. And I've just got my headphones on and my mic and my pants are around my ankles. And I'm just going like, ah, ah, ah. 
<laughs> smacking your legs smacking my legs. Um, but you can, in my opinion, like, you know, I mean, if you're really, 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 really paying attention, and if I told you if it was fake or not, like, I think you'd be able to tell. But most of the time in movies and stuff, like, they don't use yeah. this stuff on set. Like, they do actors they ever forth. fuck for real? I thought Robert Pattinson did. Mm, you know, I've heard a rumor. Yeah, there's a lot of rumors. Like, I think As Billy Bob Thornton skin. and Halle Berry in like an old movie, Ooh. and like, there's like. You can go like check out the footage of like a BT backstage and it's all grainy, but it's like it kind of looks like his like ball is like up and like, you know, like balls deep in it. So that kind of thing. So there are some like rumors and stuff, but for the most part, especially in this day and age, like, no, yeah, no, like, and now there's like intimate coordinators and stuff on set. So when I have a love scene on camera and I've had a love scene, um, you know, I like to choreograph it out. Like, I want to know. Yeah. I mean, that's how I shoot my porn too. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I'm going to be here. This is where the camera is. So let's cheat to the camera and also blah, blah, blah. How do you feel about this? You know, oh, I'm thinking of being a little more aggressive in this moment. Like, can I smack? (laughs) Yeah. Is it okay if I touch your breast here? Breast? Okay, Zach. I mean, if you're on on set, you know, I would never say to like another professional actor. Touch your titty? Yeah. Like, hey, hey, this next, this next scene, I'm going to be touching those titties. (laughs) No, I would never do that. Uh, So that's how I got involved with Quinn. And those were the, those are the audios. I, the fourth one. It was the TA, the Dom, with the the home, and then I don't remember what the fourth one was. What's your favorite one you've ever filmed so far? You know, I have one that I really, really liked, and... Wait, answer that question, but I also have another one. Okay. Do you ever, do girls that you see ever listen to your... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do they, like, give you reviews? Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes I'll ask. Like, I have a a friend... it's just like a friend. This is just like a friend. They, they don't live here, but they also work in like sex work and stuff. So usually I get their feedback. I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, what do you what do you think about this? Uh, and I'm open to it. But yeah, usually usually they do. I technically have an agreement with Quinn, which I adhere to, and I think this is great, especially early on. Uh, but basically, I like signed like a little like code of conduct thing with them, saying that like they would never. There won't be any interactions between like me and Quinn audiences. Like they want to make sure that there's um, no like, like no like, position of power. Yeah, position like, of power being like, like I filmed know, this and now you have yeah, to come over. Or like going through my like Quinn stuff and being finding them and being like, hey, I saw you commented this. Oh, I would God. never do that. That's a good rule. Yeah, and so that being said, if people reach out to me and if their first thing is like Quinn related, well, most of the time I don't reach. I don't talk to people that reach out to me like like through dms or stuff like yeah, it's just it's, not it's a lot it's just it it's a lot and also like it's just not like it's just not a good way to like chat with people like it's just not like i'm not looking to meet someone through my like DMs. right like unless you're like a professional and like we're having a professional conversation that's, like, that's fine but like yeah if you st- if you lead with quinn i'm like all right well like i'm i'm just not gonna talk to you because like yeah. clearly you know me from there whatever but yeah women women often do or they don't and you know, I, they bring, I bring it up or they find out or whatever, but like, you know, I don't really care. So what was your favorite one you were going to say? My favorite one. And this kind of loops back to the whole like content thing we were talking about, but I made one. It's called undercover. It's not one of my more popular ones. <laughs> undercover. Undercover. It's one of my more like scripted out kind of ones, but it's basically like I play a con man mm. and it's like my last job or I'm like a spy or whatever. And I'm sneaking into oh, this like, spy. love a spy sneaking into this like compound this mafia compound this like you know international crime lord whatever and as i'm like looking for the shit i need to steal or whatever the like mob wife or whatever finds me and she basically like 
blackmails me into having sex. She's like, I'll tell my husband. And the whole time, um, have you have you seen any of the Iron Mans? Yes, I've so seen you know, all the Marvel movies. Oh, okay, great. So you know Jarvis, which is his like, yes. AI. So I had like a Jarvis the whole time. <gasps> so I had like a comedic British AI talking to me the Did whole time. Did you film the the talking i didn't do the talking but i wrote the script and then i just used like a like a british ai siri sick uh, and, and edited it in yeah and edited it all in and i really liked it because it was so Very funny because i got to have that dichotomy like like there's one part where i'm like fucking this woman and and this one was like a really really rough one because i'm like this also criminal and she's forcing me to have sex with her yeah well obviously i like it <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I'm talking about like how I don't have a lot of time and then the, the British AI is just being like, like, oh, sir, like I'm familiar with like, you know, traditionally how long this takes you. Like you'll be done with plenty of time. And the That's comments are like, funny. not Charles, like, you know, counting his strokes or stuff like that. <laughs> so I really like that one because, you know. Well, I, because that's creative. Yeah. You like the yeah. creative side. And I, I want things that well, push me. My favorite know. scenes normally are with Cinnamon because we get, we're kind mm-hmm. of bored of ourselves. Like it's been so long sure. that we're like, we need to start getting creative. So right. my favorite scenes are the ones where we're like, we're going to like switch this up. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to do something new. We're going to choreograph it. This is the angle. And it's like very creative and totally. fun. Totally. Yeah. And my favorite comments on Quinn and like, you know. No, I'm going to skip that. I was going to say some self negative self-talk. My favorite comments on Quinn. <laughs> hey, we're learning here. We're learning here. Are ones where like they're complimenting the writing. Mm. And, you know, they're just, you know, maybe they're joking. Maybe they're not. Whatever. And Probably not. And they're like, wow, like, you know, the Academy Award or like the Emmy goes to or like, you know, I genuinely listen to these for the plot. Like I have like a four part series and the, the fan is like an hour. So like basically like two hours worth of story. And it's like you're home for the holidays. Your brother brings home his girlfriend. It's your ex-girlfriend. <gasps> and it's a four part series. And there's like because that's what attracts me as an actor. And like I want to jump into like the heavy emotions and the toxicity. And I also find that hot, like those yeah. kind of things. It's like, and so I really got to play with so much self-loathing because I was still in love with this girl. And obviously we we're fucking underneath You're my like, I nose. can relate to this. Yeah. We're like fucking in the closet while my brother's like downstairs doing errands. <laughs> we're like all out the mall and we sneak away into a dressing room. Yeah. Finally, we tell my brother. And so it's like, that's what gets me off, pun right. intended, as an actor mm. and writing those stories. It's fulfilling So to that's have what that. I like to do. And sometimes they're very popular, like that toxic story, because people love those, are. And sometimes they're not, with like the funny AR. But back to the whole content thing of like making content for you, the people that like it are really going to like it. Right. However, you're competing against a computer at the same time. And people are like, why don't you do more content (sighs) with your personality? It's like, well, because it doesn't get shown to people. That's the thing is like a lot of, you know, it's funny, like I'll make a TikTok that's like very, to me, boring. But Mm -hmm. it's like just, you know, normal personality. And people are like why haven't you shown this early? Right. And I'm like, I think I have. I just yeah, don't think just you've seen come. it. People are like, why don't I see your cat? And I'm like, because when I post it, it gets 200 views. No, like, literally. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I, when I post just a video of my cat to a yeah. funny sound, it gets literally deleted. They say there's nudity. Yeah, I got banned on my live after six minutes because I was washing my dishes and I put away a knife and I got banned. Like, And I've been banned on TikTok a lot. I know you have. Yeah. I've never gotten my account fully banned but i've gotten banned from like live streams yeah. and like many violation well now there's like things going well uh, do you have twitter i do have a twitter i'm not on twitter too often but though. so I you know, know elon bought it and then everyone got verified and now he turned yeah. it off and then people are leaving well people are also randomly getting banned on tiktok and instagram and it's just like elon musk looks like 
like the billionaire villain. If no, you, he if does. You were like, all right, there's going to be a billionaire man, and he's going to buy a bunch of stuff, and he's going to give people internet and take it away. Like he looks, he looks. He like fits that. the part. Yeah, he could play a Disney villain. He scares me because he's so pompous in a way that like he thinks he's like so cool for buying Twitter mm-hmm. and doing. And I'm like, you do realize a lot of people use Twitter genuinely to live and to totally, make money. Yeah. And now, like, everyone's verified. Think, and My thing with Elon is, like, because I used to be, like, an Elon fan, like, early on. And then, like. I like, just, I like the pictures of him when he got a hair transplant. <laughs> <laughs> I love those, too. But, like, early on when he was, like, hey, we need to reform our battery technology. Right. I was, like, yeah, that's really the last thing that's, like, stopping us from our next, like, technological revolution is, like, the ability to have, like, longstanding, like, batteries and also, like, vision. And I was, like, cool. Yeah, like, fucking let's go for that. But it's like, at the end of the day, the guy's just like a salesman. No, he just wants to make money. Yeah, and like he went from having, like selling like PayPal or whatever, which I think he got like a nepotism-based loan to begin with. And he, he just kind of jumps from like business to business and and also like uses like the, honestly, the power of social media right. to either like, like maybe drive up stocks or drive, yeah. I mean, I think, didn't he tweet about like, if I get so-and-so tw- like likes or something, I'll buy Twitter or something like that. Yeah, or like, what was the other one where it was like, it, like commenting on like, I think like some like world charity organization about ending world hunger. And he's like, you know, if they can, you know, give me like a, like a detailed plan how like my five billion dollars would fix world it was one of those where it's like you know all it takes is five billion he's like i will do it and then they like actually did it and he backed out even with this tail well if you think about anything like that it's like jeff bezos has the power to change an entire life but these people want money Mm. like greed and prestige is like so prevalent in anything like that because they just want more it's also crazy to like have that much money like to have enough money. No one money, should have that much yeah, money. To, to have more money than like a thousand people could spend in a lifetime yeah. if they were like fucking no, spending No, to have it, more like, money than like 50,000. Like Jeff Bezos has more money than yeah. a, a lot think, of people could spend. I think spend. most of them. I don't know about Elon Musk, but I definitely know with like Bill Gates. Like I know most of them have like pledged like 99% of their wealth. I don't know about Jeff. I, Jeff I don't know about Jeff. I, <laughs> I don't I'm, know about I'm, Jeff know, on a first name basis. I know Zuckerberg basis. and... and um, gates have have and also buffett zuckerberg also looks like a scary ai he does and he bought up like they just do all these like questionable things like he bought up like a bunch of like hawaiian land as well and it's like what yeah it's like why are you trying to like live that life dude like there are plenty of places you could go that they'd be more than happy to be like here's an island that's not in use you can have this right but instead of being like let me let me take an absurd amount of land away from these indigenous people it's no it's crazy. And people with money like think that they are owed that as well. I think I think things change, you know? Like if you spent your youth like, you know, working on something like let's say like Bill Gates or whatever and you you built this thing that kind of changed the world like having the Windows application, you know, what have you. And then you make all this money, like it would definitely change how you look at life. Like you would you would and even like Elon Musk and then I imagine they surround themselves with people that, you know, contribute to that bubble same thing with like celebrities and stuff and it's Mm. like yeah like i could i could see how easy it would be to become more and more removed well yeah from like what most that's all you that's your reality like that's Mm -hmm. especially i mean you're the company you keep right like they're around all these people who are enabling it and telling them oh well you can do this you can do that and then that's why everything happens 
And it's, I was thinking about this the other day too, where it's like, well, you know, if I made a bunch of money, like, you know, I wouldn't be like them because I could like, I could give back and I could start all these things and, you know, I could help people that are disenfranchised. But at the end of the day, like I'm still profiting from the system. Right. Well, because it's not like people give to charity. Mm -hmm. I mean, okay. So actually I'm lying because if you anonymously donate a bunch of money, sure, whatever. Most people donating large sums of money, their name is on it. They are profiting off of giving. And they get the tax breaks. Yeah. Like they're just, they're trying. It's all a business move. Right. And they're using people's lives and saying, oh, well, I'm helping. Yeah. To benefit their own. I agree. And I don't, I don't blame them individually for, you know, amassing wealth, you know, because if you have two choices, like you're being born and they're like, do you want to be wealthy or do you want to be poor? Like, you're going to pick wealthy. Like, why would you choose to suffer or have your child suffer or what have you? But I blame, I blame the system. I blame it as a whole. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, like we, we need to, we need to collectively build a system in which you know, maybe there's less disparity yeah. or there's less people on bottom and so few people on top. Like, I'm not going to blame. I'm, what am I trying to say? I'm not going to hate the players. I'll, I'll hate the game. Yeah, I agree. And then the players aren't going to change the game. But if everyone totally. started to cope. And new players aren't playing by the same rules as the previous players. Yeah. Like well, this I, reminds me of like, what do you think is going to happen to influencer culture? Culture mm-hmm. as in an eye roll quotes, but like monetarily in the next 10 years. I think, I think it'll get, I think it'll go through a few different ways. I think it'll get standardized. So I think we're kind of in kind of the growing period because all of this is like so new. Like even with the entertainment industry, like people don't like honestly look at TikTok. Like if I were a casting director or director or whatever, like instead of auditioning, you know, thousands upon thousands of people, I'd be like, let's spend a little bit of money. Let's go through the internet. Let's find people that are already playing the character that I want them to play. Mm. Um, so I think it'll get a little more standardized in terms of like, okay, like this is kind of a career path you can go. This is how much money you'll make. I think the platforms will kind of get a little bit more consistent because it's, it's kind of all over the place. And some people are getting paid. Some people aren't. Some countries are, some countries aren't. I think Facebook and YouTube are on the most of that. I think that'll be the first phase. I think a larger phase will be kind of the cultural shift because people are already getting tired of it. Mm-hmm. I think people are tired of, get, of short form content. People are seeking out more and more podcasts longer youtube videos streamers yeah totally and so it's just kind of the app like no you don't watch a three minute video on tiktok unless it's like a right kind that pulls you in but you might watch a 15 minute video that you're not even sure about on youtube you know so (laughs) it's it's, true it's just kind of that 15 minutes on youtube feel short yeah so i think the standardization of kind of things on the corporate end but then i think also there will be a little bit more like normalizing of what the viewer wants to see and yeah. just being like, okay, well, like this app is for this, this app is for well, this. Well, I kind of think short form content is like, I don't know if you can relate, but ever since I use TikTok regularly and I guess Instagram stories and all yeah. of that, watching a movie is so hard for 100%. me. 100%. I have to like you have be overstimulated. I need yep. like my phone and my computer I open. I agree. I need like 16 mm-hmm. channels totally. in order to feel like I can focus. I can't be alone with my thoughts. I need no. something going on. I need like six, like I yeah. literally need like, everything to stimulate me. totally like w- one of my hobbies like i'll play video games and i got a streamer going up on the on the corner i'm in a discord call with my friends <laughs> i've got like two or three like whatever things i'm reading on the side as well and then you know i did this the other day where like so how my setup is you know i'm sitting at my desk i have both my monitors you've seen it it's where i do all my stuff i have a phone stand right on the left side of my desk where i can reach it yeah and 
you know, just the other day or whatever, instead of just setting my phone there, I was like, ah, you know, I don't need my phone right now. I just toss it over there. The amount of times there was like a lull in whatever I was doing. And even though my phone wasn't there, my body just went to go grab it without even me thinking about it. And I'm like, the first thing I fucking do in the morning is I'm like, check the phone. Let me look at my phone. Yeah. I don't give myself one minute of eyes open with no social media. So I definitely think it's changing. I wonder though, I have like, it's not a conspiracy, but like I have a fear that like in 50 years, because there is no long-term research, like all of us are going to be slightly blind and like the migraines and all the things that are going to come. Totally. Or just like the, the rise of like this massive, like generational anxiety and depression. The codependency I have with my phone is scary. Elon Musk said something a few years ago that I liked where he's like, he's like, we're basically cyborgs. He's like, we have this device that you can't live without like you kind of need you don't necessarily need it but you kind of need it to be like a functional member of society to communicate with people a lot of works use phones like chris pine tried to be off a phone and he's like it's just too difficult because i'll be on set and they're like hey i need you to review this thing he's like i have a flip phone like you can't send i can't check right uh and he's like well we're basically cyborgs the only thing stopping you and all the information in the world is how quickly you interface with this device and that's Scary. basically a cyborg. And then he's talking amazing about his own, like, and terrifying. Narrow. It is, yeah. But it's like I also like how do you feel now cuz you've done online content for a long mm-hmm. time? How do you check out on your phone? It's so tough and it's affected my like personal relationships and like both romantically and platonically cuz I tell people I'm like listen like it's I used to and you might remember like if you sent me a text, I'm good with you, but if you sent me a text, I'm I'm getting back to you immediately. Oh. Now I'm I'm at like a one day, two day, three day. Dude, I'm like we like I had yeah. yesterday. I opened my text and it said 306 messages. Yeah, and, I was and that like, little notif- that little red then notification. Then it gave me anxiety. Yeah. and I was like, I can't look. And I have to. Well, my thing is I can't have that notification, the little red bubble there. So I have to check it so I won't have that red bubble. And then but I, then you forget. Then I forget messages. iMessage should have an unread mark unread function. Yeah. Like Instagram. You know, it's funny. This is a little embarrassing. I should have told this last night when we asked people asked for embarrassing stories. I didn't know. I thought on Instagram, if I marked it as unread, you didn't they get couldn't a read receipt. Me too. And I was doing that for like a year and a half. Me too. And I was just straight up leaving everybody on red like for a week until I was ready to respond. It's like, what the fuck is wrong no, with No, I used to do that all the time. I'd be like, okay, I'm not going to open it. I'll just mark yeah. mark as unread or like mark yeah, as it's read. Like, why are we leaving our friends undelivered? You know, like, and that's yeah. why my real friends, I know I can just like get back to you whenever or like well the only break the only break i can consciously take and not lose money from is text messages Mm, that's a good point yeah that's why i feel like it's my one little defiant self where i'm like well i'm gonna check out on the one thing where i actually should be checking yes i'm like nope 100 percent. i can't do it so do you think like working for quinn has affected your sexual relations with other people or no it's given me a little bit more confidence Mm, what's What's interesting about Quinn, and I thought about this very recently because I just did my first like direct-to-listener. People were like, we just want one that's just you. Just give it direct-to-listener because it's usually stories for me. Like I'm playing a character, and sometimes the character is named Zach. Sometimes it's not. Um, but it has definitely made me more confident in my voice in like verbalizing Well, a bunch of people things. telling you yeah, like, your oh, voice yeah, is yeah, hot, yeah. we'll do it. And just like, like the practice of it, like I'm – I'm making more naughty audios than like, you know, having sex or whatever. Right. So I'm, I'm practicing. Well, doing things over and over makes you more comfortable. Totally. So then it, it translates to sex. Yeah. So it hasn't affected my sex life in terms of like more or less or anything like that. 
but it has just made me, I guess, be more confident in the things that I enjoy. Are you more vocal now? Yeah, I was always very verbal. That was always something that I enjoyed. Oh, yeah, we've talked about that. Which this. is what lent itself to this. And that's my personality, my kinks, and my profession as an actor, I think really led into me doing this successfully. It's also allowed me to explore other things, you know, just because I as Zach. Have you learned anything about yourself? Like sexually? Like sexually? Yeah. Like anything you were like, damn, I didn't know I liked this. No new revelations, because I feel like those usually come from a partner. Yeah. Where like a partner has me try something new or a conversation we have where I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I also don't watch porn. I used to watch porn um, up until like a year or so ago. Occasionally, like I might still do the... I use porn as a treat. Like when I'm too lazy to like be creative, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm like, fine. But similar to the social media thing, uh, I was like, well, what is this doing to me? You know, and, and a lot of people talk about this and stuff, but like especially maybe for like guys because they already are so visual and they can like i mean girls can do this too yeah and they just kind of they can just kind of like come and dump and like i think most guys will just like jack off for like five minutes and then they're done and like Mm. that's it but like that's not necessarily the case for like people that are more like either women or like female presenting people with vaginas like you gotta set the content like sure you can do it fast and stuff but like i think they just approach things differently they approach sexy i need things differently yes and you need different types of stimulation and all that kind of stuff so i don't know if i learned anything about myself other than just reaffirming my enjoyment of what i enjoy and i guess the assuredness that my partners will enjoy it or the people that do enjoy it do enjoy it do 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 i it's funny because um i talk about it with a lot of people who film porn but Either a lot of people who do sexy work either feel like, yeah, I think I'm hotter or they're like, fuck, now I'm insecure because I know what people are expecting of me. Yeah, I think there's a little bit of that. Not necessarily the insecurity, but like we were talking about this last night in terms of like being the performative friend. Mm. Yeah, we should get into this. We we totally should. (laughs) This is something I've been struggling with a lot. Me too. Um, And so now I, I have having being a performer and knowing that you have that power of being like, if I'd like to make this a performance, you're going to enjoy right, this. Like if I want to bring be my best performance, yes, people are going right. to have fun. But is that authentic to me, Zach, myself? It doesn't matter as much when I'm making an audio because I'm making an audio. It's work, yeah. But that dichotomy in my personal life of like, because I shouldn't be performing in my personal life. Well, and performing in sex is something that a lot of people are conditioned to do. Yes, and... And I, and I found when mm-hmm. I first started filming and performing on a camera i took that directly to the bedroom like i was like oh now i'm gonna overcompensate i'm gonna give you the porn version of hank whatever right and i'm not being true to myself therefore each each sexual experience felt empty for me yeah but we you and i are both people pleasers Mm -hmm. so taking sex out of it yeah i still feel like if i don't have a good energy if i'm not happy to be there showing up with Mm -hmm. gifts and this and that then my, I don't know, that I can't offer anything. Yeah, totally. Or Like or, I have nothing yeah, to bring, not, I it's guess. It's not our value. Yep. And, and I told you about this. Like I, I recently, maybe this wasn't recent. I guess this was like about a year ago now or so. Maybe a year, year or two. On my brother's birthday, we had a huge fight that just kind of came out of nowhere. I didn't really understand what was going on. I had to get my sister involved to like help mediate. And it like really shook me. Like very few things can shake you 
than people that have known you their whole life just like throwing shit at you. Mm. And you're like, what the fuck? Family is hard. <clears throat> Family is tough. And I love them and we're fine and whatever. Um, but I, I had told you that like I, I, one of the reasons I felt hurt is because I, I had felt that I was doing so much. I was like, I came to see you for your birthday. I, brought, I drove. I drove. I brought all these things. I wanted us to have a good time. I have so many different games. I've, you know, I've, I prepped meals, whatever the case may be. And then my sister was like, well, you don't have to do that. And I was like, well, yeah, I know I don't have to do that. But like, you know, like, come on. Like, that's who I am. Like, I'm the right. fun guy. Like, I'll make everybody laugh. Like, we'll have a good time. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, but like, who, like, we love doing that. And we love having you around. But like, no one's making you do that. Like, yeah. we'd be fine without it, too. And that was the beginning of a shift for, for me, a shift that had already started over COVID. And like, we've talked about this, too. Like, I'm much more introverted now yeah, than same. I used to be. Um, well, because I directly correlate my self-worth with mm-hmm. how much fun other people are having. Yes. Yeah. We want to make sure everyone's having a good like, time. It's almost, it's fun. like playing the director. Like if everyone yeah. just does, if they, if they well, play their role. we need to be in control. Right. Which is just, it's and insecure, anxious, yeah. and controlling. Yeah. But wrapped up as in people pleasing. Right. Because it's like, well, because if I'm making you have a good time, I'm in control. And if you're having fun, I'm having Right. And that's how I am in my partner my partnerships too, where it's like if you're good, I'm good. Well, you know? I, I'm very anxiously attached. Like yeah. I only feel as good as my last interaction with someone. And mm-hmm. if my last interaction was five seconds ago and you don't seem like you're having fun, I'm like, oh shit, we're not having fun. So I feel like I'm slightly down the pipeline <laughs> as someone that was anxious and has like really put in time and, you know, has been single for a little bit now. Yeah. Now I feel like I've the pendulum has swung. Now I'm avoidant. Oh. So like now if if it gets too much, I'm like, oh. You're like, ah, gotta yeah. go. And same thing, and this wraps up into the social media things. Like I just need, I need so much time to just recharge oh, on same. any given day. Well, all of this, like I'm very much, I used to be like a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. I worked way too much. I did all these same, things. Yeah. Kind of in a manic energy where I was yeah. like, I can take over the world. And now I'm like, holy shit, I feel like an empty shell. I need six weeks to take a break. And, totally. and you don't have that. Yeah. Right? Like, but you I don't still have, have that. that anxiety. And maybe you have this too, where it's like, like you still got to be doing more. Right. I, I have like, it's funny because like, obviously I'm, a, I'm in recovery for like alcoholism and drug addiction, but I love how people put it. Like I have moreism. Like I'm like, mm-hmm. I need more of everything. Right. I want more success. I right. want more food. I want more every like, and I just can't, nothing is fulfilling to me. Right. And that's because I'm, I'm using external things to fill an internal void. Yes. And that was what I noticed too. And I still work on that. I'm like, I can't use external validators. It's not fair. And especially to being ourselves. In, exactly. Especially being in the entertainment industry, like, and working in social media, I'm like, if if I have a TikTok going viral and I got a callback or something like that, like I'm feeling fucking good. Yeah. If my social media is not doing well and I haven't had an audition in a little bit, like I feel right. Awful. Giving the power to the yeah, and I'm like, well, it needs to come from within, and I know these things. And it's really like, hard though to practice, like the idea itself. This conversation, I'm like, yeah, I see that, yeah. but to put like implicate mm-hmm. these principles into our actual life is fucking hard. It is tough, and. I try to be patient. I try to like try to be an observer of my thoughts. So when I'm having a when I'm having a bad day or whatever, I'm just like, you know what? This will pass. Mm-hmm. Let me go do something that I know will cheer me up. Or um, what I like about like the AA program, and like as you know, like I try to learn something from everywhere. Like I, I have alcoholic friends, obviously. Like I try to pick up. And what one of the things I like most about AA is they like at a certain point. You have to understand that your body's natural inclination is incorrect. It's putting you in a wrong place. When I'm feeling like X, Y, and Z, what have I done for the past years? Well, I, I'd start with a cigarette. Then I'd have a beer. 
then I'd have some weed, then I'd go to Coke, then I'd go da 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 At a certain point, you have to say like, okay, whatever's going on inside of my body, that feeling, I can't act on it because a thousand times it's ended in me getting high or it's ended in me whatever. And I think about that too. I'm like, okay, sometimes your body's natural inclinations are not right and you have to mind over matter. Well, I love the, there's like an analog, uh, analogy, I guess, mm-hmm. the jaywalker. It's like you see someone jaywalking into a car over and over and you're like, yeah. stop fucking jaywalking. But when it's with myself and my actions, I'm like, oh, one more jaywalk will Yeah, it's no biggie. No. Or the, uh, what's the scab analogy I really like too, where it's like when <laughs> you have a wound, your body's going to be like, oh, you need to itch that. Mm. But your mind has to go like, no, if you itch it, you're going to pick it. It's going to get worse. Right. So you have to ignore what your well, body is Well, it's contrary action. It's like, yes, what can exactly. I do in a couple days that I will feel better? Honestly, mm-hmm. the only thing, like, it's really hard with mindset and doing things online because I used to check out by scrolling. Yeah, totally. And so now... If I want to check out from work, it's not like I then I have to sit with my thoughts. I have to read a book. Totally, I have yeah. to be off my I phone. I spend so much time on social media now, and it's like, well, I'm working, I'm getting ideas, <laughs> I, working quotations around working. Exactly, and it's like, well, now now I've just doubled the time. The time I would have spent as a consumer, I'm now spending as a creator. As right, well. I'm scrolling for sounds. I'm doing this, yes. and then halfway through scrolling for sounds for me, I'm like. Oh, now I'm on someone's grandma's page. Totally. And yeah. I like know everything about them. I've watched every single video. Having the second account was helpful for a little bit because I would just, whenever it, I was like being the consumer, I would go onto the second account. I don't do that much anymore. And it helped because it kept my, my business, my brand side like curated. So mm-hmm. I was only seeing colleagues and stuff. Um, what do you do for a more productive day? Because like what I've been trying to do is mm-hmm. like, it's so stupid and easy. I just, I really try to make like an easy to do list. Not yeah. one where you like add everything and try to get your life together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to feel that satisfaction of, ah, I checked all five yeah. boxes. Mm-hmm. I, I try to, I really struggle with this because it's like, especially in our line of work, like there's always more you can do. Yeah. And so I just try to be like, okay, like, like you said, like, what can I get done today? What will make me feel like I push the needle just a little bit? Or I had the revelation the other day, like, Instead of just trying to be like great and accomplish all these great things, just try to be good today. Mm. Like, what are some of those things? And, you know, my mom once said, she's like, listen, like, as long as you didn't incur any debt and like you didn't hurt anyone, like it's a good day, Mm. you know? So I like that. So sometimes I'm just like, all right, well, like, what did I really do today? It's like, well, on paper, it's like I posted a TikTok. (laughs) I texted a couple friends and, you know, I watched a movie with my actor hat on not like i'm like my educational hat on like i'm, un- I'm you trying can just to watch a movie just, too and that's a win you can yeah so i really try to work on that that mindset yeah same i i don't know i like really i think when i directly correlate views mm-hmm. and money yeah. and all those things to my own self-worth yeah. i can never be happy well, i bet it's even tougher for you because you you can see a uh, an impactful financial like contribution to views like if you're if you have a tiktok going viral like you're gonna see the spike in well traffic. it's uh, this is this sounds so like i'm about to be a brat but like tiktok is not the same as it used to be yeah it's not in the way of if you have an only fans you can't directly make a video that blows up about it ever right Whereas you used to be able to hint at it and right. it was kind of Well, more that's what I told you from the beginning. I'm like, don't even discuss it. Yeah. Like, just be yourself and, like, be hot or don't but even. But when and, those videos blow up, that. though, yeah, that is true. You will get a couple of views. But the videos where you're making a joke about something that you've done. Right. That's when you make right. money. Yeah. That's and when you can't do that. Yeah. 
I think I would just treat it more like, which I know you already do, of like just passive traffic. It's like the yeah. same thing with Twitch streaming. Like, And I've been on a hiatus for a little bit. I did it for like two and a half years, no break. And then, yeah. And then I took a little bit of a Burn break and I came back and then we're on a little bit of a break. And then I'm telling myself that I'm going to start again next year. January. I've got a lot of thoughts about like Twitch in general oh, and platforms. So t- tell me about them. Uh, well, like any other app, like you... It is very difficult to grow organically on Twitch. Like Twitch is just a live streaming platform. Anyone doing well on Twitch, you're funneling traffic from elsewhere. You have like a whole social media brand YouTube behind or you. Insta or yeah, something. TikTok, whatever. You're posting clips. Da, 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 da. Oh yeah. And Twitch itself, like, you know, after being on there for two and a half years, like they, in my opinion, like they just don't promote organic. Do they have growth. a like discovery page? They do, but it's it's just not. It's not really conducive for like finding new people and you know this isn't wholly twitch's fault because people tend to just watch people that already have viewers and stuff but really the only way you grow on twitch is to blow up elsewhere and push people traffic there or to cannibalize other people's audiences which is why it's so important to be involved in the community and get on a team like you're friends with this person yeah yeah it's basically collabing yeah and then recently they discussed you know changing their revenue split it's already 50 50 which is in my opinion crazy high but, yeah like you're taking 50 percent just to be a hosting platform well i think so only fans takes 20 percent, and i thought that was crazy yeah. so 50 is insane it's it's crazy uh and then you know also since the beginning of time since they've been around like twitch has just had so many like controversies and like borderline slash not borderline like misogynistic practices and just like no through line and they already have a lot of people leaving and stuff, so this isn't this isn't new. But that's kind of my issue with that. Um, but it seems like YouTube these days is the only app that like willingly pays their creators like a livable wage. Yeah, and, and like, it's way less than it used to be. Yeah, YouTube ad revenue used to be insane. I would like watch videos, and it was like back mm-hmm. in the day. I I always loved those. They're like, changing it though. In twenty twenty three, they're saying. Like, everyone's kind of projecting that, like, just add a zero. Like, whatever you're doing on YouTube, just add a zero on, nice. the, on the right side. But I used to watch those videos where they were like, how much, like, money did they make off these views? And right. it was, like, crazy. Yes, yeah. Which is awesome. It is, yeah. But I know it's it's the thing with oversaturation, right? There's so many people. There are, yeah. But I don't know. I think there's, you know, enough for everyone, truly. Mm-hmm. It just feels like a lot of people don't totally want to pay. Enough. Yeah. For and, anything. And YouTube has its problems too. Like it's whole like I mean every platform is yeah. it when the world is like centered in misogyny and mm-hmm. racism and like basically just judgmental mindsets from people right. of power. The platforms can't be perfect. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's like if you're trying to make money as a creator, I'm, I I try really hard not to judge people on their platform that they use. Right. Yeah. Like even like a lot of like I have a lot of friends who work with Pornhub. Mm-hmm. I think Pornhub is not a good company, right. but I'm not going to judge you for trying to make fucking money. Yeah. We, we hate the game, not the players. Exactly. It's not one person's fault for yeah. the company. That's what ultimately helped me make the jump to Quinn. Right. Was because I thought a lot about it. I mean, I already said the money and stuff, but like I had a lot of conversations with my friends. I don't know if we talked. I think maybe we briefly talked about it. I was like, oh, I'm kind of doing this. Today. Oh, yeah. And on, well, first of all, the support I got from my friends was like overwhelming. People are like, this is a good thing. You should be doing this. But what really did it was I was like, well, this is a company that it is part of their mission statement to like make ethical porn. Like I'm their create. like they pay their creators well. You know, it's important to them to have inclusive stories because it's audio. You already get a rid of 
of a lot of the like exploitive nature of like porn film sets. And so that's what made me a little bit more comfortable. I was like, you know what? Like there are worse things I can be doing than like helping like, you know, quote unquote overthrow or take away from like what has been clearly an industry of exploitation. Just say you like making people come, don't lie. You know, <laughs> people ask me that too. They're like, do you, do you get off on it? Do you like that? I da, would. Da, da. It, no, I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't do you do get so- like hard while you're recording? Are you ever like, you dirty little girl, then you like have a boat? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I feel like sometimes I feel like I shouldn't give away all these tips and secrets because I feel like it's going to like ruin things for people. But then at the end of the day, I hope, I, uh, I hope the story speaks for itself. No, I've but seen people no. film on porn sets and I'm still watching porn. Very, very rarely. Like, I, you know, I might, I might get excited if I'm like touching myself or whatever, but that's Get not, excited. What are you? A hot, fucking you know? dad? I'm, you know, that, I'm, that's part of autoerotica. You know, you need different, you need different words. Like back in the day, those old romance books would be like his member postates on her glistening thigh. Like I wouldn't say that, puke. but like. We were talking about those books last night. <laughs> I was thinking about those books last night because my mom still to this day, she reads romance like crazy. So I'm like, I feel like this was setting me up because when I was younger, I would, I would read them. I would go through them. I'd be curious, you know? Um, and you know they're they're a little saucy, you know. A little erotica. Yeah, they're they're romance. They're erotica. What was like, that book? Because I read that fairy. The, the one we we're talking about. Yeah, I think it's called a cruel. Col- a I thought cord it was like of rose and thorns. What's the called. one? There's like a cruel. Oh, the cruel prince. That's what I'm thinking of. Got it. Well, I know there's multiple books in the series. But I, don't uh, know if that's part I think of that's maybe one of them. I don't know. Yeah. It's like this fairy book, and it's like the longest burn. Yes, it's of a like, slow burn. Oh my I, god! I just did like a slow burn. I did they. Quinn does like theme so they had like a halloween theme or whatever mm. and i was like you know what like i don't usually do like fantasy based ones or whatever um i was like oh you know i'm gonna do like a joe goldberg like vampire <gasps> like an immortal vampire that's just been like watching you uh, and like knows everything ooh. about you i know you gotta do it and it, it didn't do as well because that's not like my niche or whatever no but that's amazing but like I love a territorial obsessive oh, moment yeah. first love, of all i'm a Taurus. like i will there literally i'm like Oh, we're obsessed? Okay, I'm in. <laughs> like, you know, I'm seeing this person now, and they're a little bit like, they have a little bit of that in them. Mm. And like, you know me, like, I'm a Leo, so I'm just like, listen, like, you're either on the train or you're off. Like, I, I know what's going on with me. Like, I'm doing fine. Like, like if, figure out you. Yeah, like, if you, if you want to be here, like, I will be your number one supporter and your hype man and whatever. But like, you know, whatever. But like, they have that little bit of like territorial to oh. them. And they're like, they're like, I can't read your comments because like, everyone's in love with it. And I'm like, I'm That's like, hot. I can see the appeal in this. Like, <laughs> you're blushing, kicking your feet in the air. You're like, it's a little bit. No, I, it's funny because like I get asked sometimes in my DMs, they're like, oh, your girlfriend has to be a cuck. Like, mm-hmm. you know, because obviously I shoot porn with right. other people. Mm-hmm. I like people who are very secure, secure yeah. in themselves, but I like a tiny bit of healthy jealousy. Like right. in a way that it's like, you're your own person and I trust you, but you're mine. Right, or it's like, you know, it's, I feel like, so I, what turns me on the most, like my biggest kink in general is like, I like anything taboo. Like anything that's fucked up, I'm going to like. You like pee? <laughs> no, uh, not like, I well, okay, don't never lie expo- then. I've anything. never explored it. But like, I'm down for pretty much anything. So if I had, if I was You'll with dabble. someone and they had a piss kink, I'd be like, yeah, do you want me to fucking piss on you? Like, fine, like whatever. Yeah. But what I enjoy is like, in general, just like being rough and degrading. So I could see an environment where it's like, we're being rough, we're being degrading that translates into like piss you know to degrade which then like continue. open your fucking mouth yeah dirty slut. yeah like we're in the shower or whatever and it's like get on your fucking knees and yeah fucking piss on you like, dirty little slut i like, love that yeah. i'm like 
Um, like you're fucking worthless. I'm gonna piss all over you. Is that how you would talk on there? Let's do one. Well, it depends. Usually, because I like, I have found that most women in general that are looking for like a male presenting partner that enjoy being degraded, it goes very much hand in hand with like praise king as well. Oh, like some people, of some people just want to be fully fucking degraded. But I'm not. I'm not usually mean spirited. Where I'm like, you're a fucking piece of shit. I have found because I have female dominatrix friends that um, dominate men yeah and it seems that there's a lot more shame in that language like oh you little well that's because boy. they yeah. think they think that they think it's it, wrong or yeah. whatever but with women it so it usually it's not mean-spirited it's usually it's it's usually has more like you're doing of like such that a impish. fucking good job yeah or just like oh i bet you like that yeah so it's more perverted dirty. and like a, yes, and a you're kinky enjo- way you're, you're and it's it. not degrading and sometimes, sometimes it's like you win the middle of it it's like take that you fucking bitch but yeah like, that's hot though. Yeah, and then but then you follow it up. Well, with, but like, it's like a compliment so sandwich. Exactly. Uh-huh. 100%. Like, oh, you're so, such a good little. But slut, I found but that what makes audio knees. a good audio good is like it needs to have that organic feel, and yeah. that's why like I usually I don't fully script out. Like I have plot points. You're improvising. Improv or like maybe there's some lines that I go. Oh, with I love when like I'm filming and like in the middle of filming, like mm-hmm. someone just like goes off script yeah, and they're like, totally. That's what makes it natural, and I think of it like sexting or like you know do you like sexting i've always enjoyed it that's why this really lined up well with me because even before all of this i like my partners were like why are you so good at this because i would like send novels and they'd be of course you would and they would be like rope they would be like smut what would you write would you be like i picture you in a little dress in the corner no (laughs) no it wasn't like that i wish i had one no it would just be descriptive it was what you know maybe we're talking about it'd be like oh like you know I, i can't wait to get my hands on you like I can't wait to like feel my hand like around your the throat. car revving while yeah, you're like yeah, rah, rah, rah. around your throat. Yeah, my hand around your throat, like. Oh. Did you send voice memos? I've always been a voice memo guy, mainly because it's so much quicker. Yeah. And I hate texting, and it, texting leaves so much. Well, I, to- mis- I need a tone indicator. Yes, I totally. I misunderstand shit all the time. Yeah. Like I remember I was chatting with this girl a bit ago, and like I don't give a fuck anymore. Like I'm 28. Like I'll just tell you what's up with me, and like you can fucking take it or leave it, whatever. I'm like, hey, you know, I'm a little anxious sometimes, so like. You know, if you could throw a little emojis here and there, that'd be great. And I think or like that, slash serious, like yeah, 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 yeah. Forward slash s, like what's going on? Because uh, I'm just, you know, like I don't think there's such a thing as over communication. Personally, yeah. it's like no, it's really hot. If you yeah. also when people over communicate, and I know like some people are like, oh, that's annoying. Mm-hmm. I then trust you more. Or in my opinion, if I, if I'm over communicating or someone is, and like we've already been over it, like I would never get mad at the person. It just means that like. Maybe they haven't felt fully heard. They need reassurance they or need something. They need reassurance yeah. or, you know. Clarification. Clarification or yeah. whatever. So it's like, it'd be like, oh, it'd be so easy. Instead of being like, we already fucking talked about this. It'd be just be like, hey, uh, you know, uh, so we're bringing up this topic again. Is there, perhaps there's something I didn't say. Right, like should or, we should we dive yeah, should deeper we, should into Should we dive deeper into yeah. this? Is there anything that you'd specifically like to hear from me? Perhaps, and it could be as easy as just like a specific language. Like I just needed to hear you say. Like the reassurance yeah. is so important. And also like I, I don't, sometimes, uh, well, maybe you have a praise kink. <laughs> the thing, I don't know. I thought about this. because I like, think I slightly do. Slightly, not necessarily in the bedroom specifically, mm-hmm. but I like the verbiage of oh, like. Oh, totally. And I think people forget too that like kinks exist outside of the bedroom. Right. So it's like maybe you like to be praised in your day to day, kind of like, oh, like, you know, you did really well with this. Or like, this is, this is a fantastic breakfast. Like, I'm so like, proud of you. Yeah, I'm so proud of you. Like, oh. you know, like, 
Wow, this is my pussy will be wet if I yeah. clean my apartment and then right. someone's like, I'm so proud of but you. But maybe they're like, well, I don't like a praise king because in the middle of sex, I don't want to hear good job. But it's like, well, <laughs> there's more to sex than just the fuck. But even just uh, for me, like, I think praise king also can just have body language. Like, you know, totally. like if someone like puts yeah. their hand on you, like in yeah. a very like comforting way, 100%. I'm like, you love me. Yeah. Like, we're fine. 100%. That's why, like, physical touch is my number one love language. And I feel like people don't understand physical touch. And especially, excuse me. Especially because I feel like there's so many like just gross guys out there that are like, I'm physical touch. Like, let's fuck. Let, let me finger you. And it's like, no, like if I'm like doing the dishes and you like come up behind me and like give me a hug, like I'm fucking melting. Yeah. Or like if we're out and about and like you just grab my hand to hold it or like wrap your arm around me, oh. I'm just like, I'm dead. I'm like, no, that's what physical well, it's, touch it's is. Well, it's the, I'm it's thinking the of you yeah. and I'm a sh- like, I'm going to touch you because I, I love you. Not, yeah. it doesn't How do you feel have to about be PDA? Love. I'm like mixed. Not, I'm yeah, mixed feelings. Yeah. I don't like. I feel very uncomfortable when I'm out and mm-hmm. like someone is full on making out. Yeah, that's, but I really like like you're out with bit, me. Like yeah. let's like, like I'm down for a peck. Rub my hand. Like yeah. it, put your arm around my waist. Yeah. Like or I like, like in intimate settings. Like sit on my lap. Oh, you know? like I mean, you know, like yeah, I'm yeah. I'm and, down yeah. to like cuddle. I don't want to be vulgar because I have this thing where um it kind of feels predatory, and I don't know if you'll agree, but mm-hmm. I really don't like when people are full on getting sexual in a way that feels like I'm being voyeuristic by just existing next to them. Yeah. That it That's makes me feel like, ew, you're getting off on people watching you do this. And yeah. I don't, I didn't willingly consent to being a yeah. participant. No, I agree with that. But I, I like comforting PDA. I like comforting PDA. And then like back to my, th- like, I just like anything taboo. So like, I'm not necessarily into doing things in public. Yeah. But for, I'm the kind of guy where like, if it's time, it's time. Oh yeah. Like, like if we're, if we're going to fucking do this, like I'm down and yeah. I don't give but a But you're f- not going to be out in the open fucking. No, but I have, and I do, you know, but you, you try to be, you try to you be circumspect. Yeah. Like I fucked in lots of parks and in my be car. Be careful. Does being in public churn me on? Not necessarily, but the thought that like we're doing this and like, we can't s- contain ourselves. Like we just need each other that much. Mm consequences and situation be damned like that's what gets me and i don't know if that's technically voyeurism or just yeah it's a little wrong so i always like things that are a little wrong that's why i like dominating that's why i like i like eating at like anything that eating ass eating ass i love eating ass me too i love butt play i've always loved i do you like getting your ass ate it's not a sensation i'm crazy about but you've tried it I've you tried dabbled. it and, and I've dabbled and I've like, you know, I've, um, you're open if someone wants totally. to. Totally. And I've, um, what am I trying to say? I've like played with my own prostate and stuff yeah. and like, you know, that kind of stuff. I had a girlfriend in college and she was very big on like pushing my boundaries and I was way less open than I am now. Like I look back on like 21 year old Zach and I'm like, wow, you really used to feel that way, huh, bud? <laughs> um, but I remember she was, she's like, hey, you know, she was like the first girl to like play with my ass. And I was like, oh, this is cool. This is new. This is exciting. And then she's like, hey, next time I'm like giving you a blowjob, like I'm just going to stick my finger up your ass. Dude. And I was like, yeah, go for it. And she did it. And what I found was it just, I just lost my boner. Oh, really? Like they're, for me, they're conflicting sensations. Oh. And my body just doesn't appreciate the sensation. And I've done a lot of exploring on myself because I was like, man, like being a guy is like we're lowest on the scale in terms of like dopamine given for sex. Like women can have multiple orgasms. Like, you know, men that engage in like anal sex get their g-spot their prostate stimulated whatever i'm like i need to fucking get in on this but my body just doesn't it just doesn't enjoy it and it it takes away from 
how I like to feel during sex. Well, that's how I knew I was a lesbian was not, that's not how, but like (laughs) one of the key indicators was I always wanted to finger men's butts. Like I was like, I want to put things. This girl was like bi or demi. So yeah, Yeah, well I I was always out as bi and I thought I was, but like I didn't really feel a sexual attraction towards like, I guess. Right. I remember you telling me like the men, it was like, it was more the validation. Yeah. It was almost like I was using men to self harm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like in like a, Oh, I'm going to fuck you because you want to fuck me. Yeah. Um, do you think your time being sexual with people that are like have penises is, is forever done? I think if I, I think I could definitely date a trans girl though with a penis. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's body to me. It's not mm-hmm. like that. It's something to do with male energy. Totally. I can't explain. I learned so much from TikTok, like all the whole like bi wife energy, the whole like golden retriever gamer boy with ADHD. I never thought about it. And then once TikTok was like, that's you, bro. And then I did the math and like all. No, almost, your bi wife energy. Almost all of my serious relationships have been with bi women. Yeah. And I never thought about it. I just thought it was because I was in San Francisco and then I moved to LA. And I was like, <laughs> well, it's not bad, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but it's a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. Yeah. It's something about the stiffness of cis men it yeah. freaks me out yeah. like i'm just like oh but i'm i'm very much attracted to i don't know just I, any lesbian interaction it mm-hmm. just feels safe and like i'm truly comfortable and turned on in a yeah, way that totally. i wasn't ever but i did love fingering men's butts <laughs> because i don't know it was something about like going inside that yeah, i was yeah, like yeah, ooh, yeah, totally, like totally. Yeah. And, and most people liked it I, so what I found is, so I enjoy like the rubbing sensation mm-hmm. and like that whole area is sensitive, like from like the anus to the scrotum to the ball, like that whole area, like if, especially like I enjoy like sexual, non-sexual touches, like sexual touches, but like you're in a comfortable, safe environment. So yeah. it's like, it doesn't necessarily need to ex- escalate. Yeah. And I know a lot of women struggle with this as well. Like, you know, you, you can't make an action without it being interpreted as well, sexual. Well, I, I used to not to know how to, like, way. make out with someone without, it, like, being like, oh, now we have to fuck. Yeah, totally. Like, innocent And uh, I had to intimacy. tell so many partners where, like, I remember I had, like, a friends with benefit. And, and I love this girl. We still keep in contact, whatever. And towards the end of our relationship, she's like, hey, you know, like, I just want to let you know, like, I don't know how to interpret, like, like sexual, non-sexual things. Because, like, it's so, I'm so touchy, like, especially with a partner. And I love being comfortable enough that you have that kind of like yeah. free boundary kind of thing. Like, you know, the falling asleep with one hand on the titty, you know, the best nights of your life, the <laughs> best night's sleep of your life. Uh, 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 and she's like, I don't know how to interpret that though. And she's like, anytime you would touch me, like I would just assume we should have sex. And I was like, wow, like, thank you for telling well, me. I think we're, we're totally conditioned that like, if you, if you have any sort of intimacy and you mm-hmm. withdraw, you're a tease, you're right. giving blue balls, whatever. Totally. There's so much like added pressure it's and expectation. It's so hard to, to on relearn. Both sides. Like, I had to, I think a large part of my sexuality is like ego driven, like, like being like a dom, especially like a soft dom. Like, I want my partner to feel pleasure and like it's wrapped up in my ego like yeah. i want you to come i want to be the best you've ever had like i oh. i want that um and i've had to work a lot in my life of being like okay but like where does where does your pleasure come from right like and i think i saw a tiktok where well this goes back to fucking people pleasing yeah it is where it's like that's almost like a trauma response yeah. of being like oh i i i, like, I prefer I to, to give you. rather than receive exactly you know? Like, I need to please you because if you're not yeah. pleased, then I can't Maybe be. this is why I have bi-wife energy because I'm an anxious person and a lot of my, like, manifestations, I feel like, match up more with women with men. I've always connected better with women than with men. Really? 
Yeah, I have a few very close guy friends, but it's taken me that I've known since I was like 11, but it's taken me over a decade to be as emotionally vulnerable with them that I could with a female friend on day one. You feel safer with them. Yeah, and I have a very close relationship with, I love both my parents, but you know, I have a very close relationship with my mother. Yeah. She's kind of like the matriarch in the family and oh, stuff. I love and that. I'm a younger brother. Yeah. So it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. Mm. I mean, relationships are so fucking hard. Honestly, though, you would be my worst nightmare because you're so cordial and friendly with all your fucking ex flings. I would. <laughs> I am like the type of person like mm. being not, a well, lesbian. Not all, but yeah, being a to... lesbian, you know how many lesbians like still talk to their ex? Oh yeah. I'm like, but that's we that's can't where the this. distinction is. Like, I don't really keep in contact. No, with I, all I, my I'm exes. joking, obviously, right, right. But, but you're if, on you're, a day to day. Yeah, you're I, close I, with like comfortable with them. Well, yeah, my opinion, like. It's it's funny. I'm cl- I'm usually have a closer relationship with like with like an ex situationship rather than a relationship. I feel like once the relationship, but I'm still close with some of them. But I think it's a difference between like, is it a relationship this person is still nurturing and why, mm. or are they just able to still be friendly? Because that's a green flag. Like if you are able to be on good terms with your exes, that's yeah. a green flag. Well, I'm on pretty good terms but with everyone. But talking with them every single day, I don't talk to them, that's, though. That's a red flag. Like, I I don't think there's, <clears throat> maybe there's one. Yeah, but you're maybe. right. I did just give an ex, like, some money. Like, they were struggling. That's what I'm saying, Zach. I was like, yeah. But the thing is, it's Please. like, this is how I look at it. I'm like, if I get to the place where I'm able to be intimate with you, like, I care for you. Like, I'm not in love with you, but there's love there. Like, I can't fuck someone unless... Like, I at least feel respected and valued and cared for. Yeah. And I've had one-night stands and whatever, but it's like... I hate one-night stands. Yeah, me too. Like, I'd prefer to have a fling or whatever. <clears throat> I'm not going to come, and now I'm just thinking, do I look hot? This is like... Honestly, me too. 100%. <laughs> or I would, like, make myself come, because it's like, maybe you'd be surprised, maybe not, because you hook up with women, but, like, women get offended if, like, the guy doesn't come. Oh, yeah. A lot, too, and it's like... I have to tell him, I'm like, listen, like, I don't subscribe to the fact that, like, sex has to be, like, penile focused. Like, I'm, That's I'm enjoying myself. My like, therapist says, she's like, it's very misogynistic to expect everyone to just, like, come. Yeah. Like, during sex, like, just totally. come. And it's like, and then I, I remember, like, I had, like, one girl who got, like, kind of upset about it. And I was like, how many times have you fucked someone and you didn't come? And she's like, a lot. And I'm like, so don't trip. Like, you came. It I didn't. Hurts, it's still My ego would be like, ugh. Yeah. And... I get that, but it's also, I don't know, the societal expectations mm-hmm. of sex are like, totally. they're set in place by people who aren't us. I wish we had more interpersonal totally. sexual relations. I think that's why I have been having trouble with like casual dating because mm-hmm. at least heteronormatively speaking, like the bar is like so far down the on bar the ground. The bar is in hell. So like I come along and I'm like, hey, you know, like up front from the beginning, I'm like, these are my expectations. You know, also that being said, like, you know, if we get to a point where we're comfortable having sex or whatever, like, I'm not just going to be aloof and cruel to you, like, yeah. afterwards, like, like, no, like, we can hang like, out, shut we up, can, bitch. yeah, we can go on dates, like, we can, we can cuddle, we can do whatever, like, if we're, if I'm going to be, in, if we're going to be inside each other, like, <laughs> if I'm going to be inside, if I'm going to be fucking inside I wish you, I like, had a dick. Do you? Not, not in a uh, trans way where I'm like, I have body dysphoria you know yeah but i'm like like how i would enjoy having boobs exactly like i'm like i want to put my dick inside a warm vagina it is i know the best feelings i know it's like a hug internal but it's better having the vagina in the sense that like you can just keep on coming i don't care about that i just want to feel the warmth you want to feel the warmth i want a hug yeah i wonder how do you how do you feel about this like 
Because that is something I will like say often, like, oh, you're so warm. Because it just kind of comes out. Is that something girls enjoy hearing? I don't know. I have so, some uh, that Sometimes have, I'll like, finger it, someone you know? and I'm like, mm. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. So cozy. And like, oh, yeah. I mean, I won't say it like that, but you know what I mean. Well, I think warmth is hot. Yeah. Just tell them you love being inside of them. Just say it in a sexy tone and anything's oh, hot. Totally. You can be like, oh, your toes look so fucking yeah. hot. Like, you can say anything. Are you into feet? I've never, that, I love feet. I've never gotten into feet. I like, love I've cute tried toes. It. Like, I've, I love I've cute toes. I've sucked on them. I've done all the stuff, and I'm just like, yeah, this is whatever. I actually have a fetish for people having a fetish for my feet. Interesting. Like, okay. I'm like, oh, you're, you do like. Do you do a lot of feet content on OnlyFans? I used to do more. Yeah. I dabble. I go through faces. I get bored of things. Sure, yeah, But yeah, yeah. I think How's toes. How's going, by the way? I'm bored right now. No, you haven't. Mm -hmm. I feel like we're very comfortable with each other, so it's a good conversation. But I told myself I was driving over here. I was like, don't fucking talk too much. That's the whole point of a podcast. I know. It's for you to talk more. Everyone that comes on is like, no, that's not true. (laughs) They're here for a conversation. (laughs) That's true. And I think it's about you. I'm going to be here next episode. You're only here for now. Everyone says that when they come on. You could definitely come back. I'm down to come back. I like to do. I got to start mine back up again. Yeah, I'll come. You were you were on the short list. Nice. I want to do Tori's ghost thing too. Oh. Has she been on the podcast yet? No, not yet. I beat her? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want Tori to come on and talk about saving yourself for marriage. So mm-hmm. what is your deepest, darkest fantasy? I don't know if I have a deepest, darkest fantasy, but I have I have like a fantasy I haven't been able to, I guess, like okay, hit look me. into. Look at look I've been into, able to study to about do, it. You know? Cause like I feel like I'm I'm pretty open. And I'm like usually down to try things. Um, try things. Try things. But you know what I've always enjoyed? Or so it's the idea. I wouldn't be, I've never had a threesome. Mm. And I'm not actually into that idea. I've been propositioned many times in my life, <laughs> believe it or not. <laughs> I believe that. And I've turned it down. Like I've been propositioned like with my girlfriend and like another girl come mm. ask to join a guy. I've been alone and a couple comes and asks me yeah. like all, every which way. But for me, it's kind of, it's like about the vibes. Cause like, you know, that connection's got to be there. So it's even harder with the second person, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I don't fuck just to like... Fuck. Maybe if you found a couple that you liked, that was cool. That's what it would have to be. Yeah. Like, it would, it would have to be that. And I think it would probably have to be for me, it'd probably have to be two girls, not because I have anything against the guy, but it's like, well, why wouldn't I just fuck this girl then? You know, like, yeah. why do I need you here kind of thing? Unless it was like a really close friend. And they were like, hey, man, like, we've known like you for a while. Like, double team. Uh, yeah, like, do you want to, like, fuck my wife with me? And, like, and if I really like the guy, and, like, maybe I'd be like, hey, well, like. That could be fun. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, maybe I'd try sucking this cock. You know, it, it had to be the right guy. <laughs> I'd double in such. I mean, if I'm already there. It's valid. Yeah, I already know I'd be so bad at sucking cock, though, because my. I have the worst gag. Me, too. Parts. I can't even do, like, the strep test. I, like, die, and I start crying. <laughs> no, I, like, my eyes cry. I yeah. filmed a blowjob video. I was sobbing, like, my, not, yeah. like, crying for real, but, like, my eyes were watering Totally. So I would much. be so bad at it. I would have the right energy, because I'll tell you right now, anyone listening, and if you want to improve your blowjob game, like, you just, you just need to go for it. Like, guys don't care. Like, fuck it up. Spit on it. Be messy. Like, just have Throw full. Throw up on it. Yeah, and you're not going to hurt it. Like, you know, grip the shit out of it. Bite I tell it. girls, I'm like, listen, you're not going to hurt it. Don't bite it. <laughs> uh, but so anyways, I don't have a, I don't have a threesome fantasy. Um, oh, that's what I thought you were going to say. However, well, I am going to. I do like the idea of, and I would only do this, like, once I have a wife or, mm. like, a, someone that I feel very secure with. I like the idea of bringing in like a play partner, but instead of a threesome, instead of like me fucking two girls or my wife fucking two people at the same time, I like the idea of like me and my wife fucking this other person together. Mm. And so the energy is just like me with my wife, you know, like maybe doing eye contact, maybe telling each other to do stuff. So they're, 
that person is That's kind of hot. like a toy. Like obviously we'd still consent and da 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 all that stuff. Yeah. But like and like just honestly, and I don't know if I could ever get a woman that would be okay with this because the people that I've talked to, they're like, "That's hot," but like, I, da, da. but like, I'm I'm really into cream pies. We've talked about this before. I like that it's taboo, you know. Yeah. It's like you have that. It's risky, you yeah. know, the child kind of thing. Uh, I also like it because I think it's like, I think I get off that it's like natural, like that is like the natural thing to do. Like it's, it's, it's very primal. Yeah, it's primal, you know. Like, <gasps> and it's also like ownership. Like you took my cum, I gave you it. Oh you know? my god, here's a gift for you and, and your little you know? fucking pussy. It's like you want this, don't you? Like oh. you, yeah, you're like you're a good little cum. Spot, aren't we you? should, we <laughs> should do an <laughs> an autoerotic. Yeah, guess. they've asked me that before. Um, if I could get, so I'd be down, but. You, but we can't make eye contact because I would laugh. But yeah. I, I could do a little sexy. Well, voice. we could have a scene where like we could do we could do a scene like almost like that where like we're married, but then we're fucking the other person. So all your stuff could be directed towards the listener. Yeah, like finger that pussy. Like I yeah, watch you. or it, then oh, the you doing I it. See. So that way you and yeah, I that's don't fun. you and I don't have to like auditorial fuck each other. <laughs> oh, but anyways, with my wife, the fucking someone that's really hot, and then like the I guess the cherry on top would be like my wife telling me to like come in someone else oh but you that's that's like a specific fetish i feel like that's not weird yeah no i don't think it's weird but i'm just i don't that's why i'm saying i don't think i have a dark fantasy just Mm. one that i have not yet been able to i have a glory hole fantasy do you really i used to watch glory hole porn i did too yeah i I wish that's why i wish i had a fucking penis i would love it's too risky though of course it is but there's there's ways to go about it in an ethical way that's true but so that's Part of the reason I know that I like taboo stuff is like I like watching porn is like I would like it when they would like be at a glory hole and then fuck a dick without a condom because yeah. mentally I'm like, that's so risky. You don't know what that is. That's hot. Yeah. No, so I love like that's kind of where all my kinks kind of. No, I always loved like um, I don't know. It's like a dirty vibe where like it was yeah. like yeah. a trashy. I could, I could see you having like a like back in your day when you did like you know, in-person stuff. I could see you, like, having a very successful, like, glory hole experience. Dude, I would have loved that. Yeah. Yeah, but I was thinking pussy out on the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. When when they're, like, on a, tr- a serving platter and their legs are, like, tied up. That's the glory holes I liked. Oh, kind of more like a gangbang? Kind of, but have I you seen the videos where they, like, walk so. in and then, like, all these, like, vaginas are just, like, in the wall? Oh, yes. Like That's the, what I'm the thinking check of. ones? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. I loved those. They were so, like grimy in like the yeah. hottest way like, oh totally yeah i love that i don't have like i used to think i was a cuck like mm-hmm. i used to think like oh i would love to watch like my partner fuck someone else in front of me because like jealousy does make me horny right but then you realize you then just I, didn't care about the guys yeah and you just wanted to watch a girl get fucked yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. but what's your deep, deepest darkest fantasy i don't have one i think my deepest darkest fantasy is like being forced to come like mm-hmm. kind of more like almost like because i am very dominant in my normal life and sure. i like to dominate in sex too but i love to get into a submissive space mm-hmm. where it's like you're telling me to do this and i'm so turned on that like my body will do it if right. you tell me to yeah that's but it's it's hard because to get into that mind space would take at least like two hours of foreplay totally, and like yeah. and like a whole setup have if you I, ever taken viagra no I, we took this like kitty pussy i'd be afraid to take viagra because i feel like it would make me so fucking hard and then that would play into like the performative aspect because mm. i would be able to do more performative things because mm. i feel like my now my dick like keeps me in check because like <laughs> i tell people i have the most vagina dick that i think exists like 
we all agree. Well, I interrupted you. You took, you took, tell me your story. You took no, the I was just going to say, I took the vagina pills. I almost died. Yeah. It was too much. It was, I was like, I think it was placebo, but I was so horny that I was like, yeah. whoa. Like you I see can't... those TikToks where it's like, let's take this like yes. little and see how long we can go. Um, but my dick is like very much like a vagina. Like everyone agrees like vaginas are like cats, right? Every cat likes to be pet differently. Some people like clitoral stimulation. Some people want yes, to be penetrated. Some, it's pe- true. some people want it directly on the clit. Some people want it like slightly off. Some people want your mouth. Some people want your lips. Some, there's mm. so many different ways to, yeah. to eat. Fuck a it's very personal. However, with dicks, the assumption is just like, I can breathe on you and you're hard. Like, you know, whatever. And I have to like, sometimes like teach like my partners, like you always have to teach like, you know, this is my body, yeah, whatever. Like communication. But I found that sometimes like women, like they're either like a little adverse to it or just like not experienced where I'm just like, listen, like I need to be romance too. Yeah. And at any given point during sex, like if my dick, like if I don't like what you're doing or if it doesn't feel appreciated or whatever, like I'm just going to stop being hard mm. and my body's going to be like, well, I don't, why am I doing this? I don't want to fucking do this. And same thing with the pussy. I feel like, it's like, well, if you're not doing it right, bro, like, or whoever, like, they're bro? not going to be, they're not going to be wet and no one's going to be having fun. Yeah. It's um, really hard for me to get wet because so I'd of, be afraid to take Viagra. Because of my job, my body's like, are we filming or are we having sex? Right. It's confused. Yeah. She's totally. confused down there. But I, I, it's so interesting though, that like a lot of different people want, like the same, I don't know. You would think that it it would be universal that mm-hmm. you know this feels good. Mm-hmm. You can. It's so not true. Well, because it's so mental, and I feel like, uh, and again, I'm 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 coming from like a n- heteronormative perspective. So like, people with penises fucking people with vaginas, and and generally speaking, you know, in the cis realm, but the bar is so fucking on the floor with that, and it's just like yeah, like people like different things, and I feel like a lot of heteronormative like men like they don't understand that like sex is different for women than it is for men. Like a lot of it is like mentality, mm-hmm. you know, and feeling comfortable and the foreplay. Like if I had a dollar for every time I've had a partner, that's like, I don't come from oral or like, mm-hmm. it takes me a while to be able to come from a partner. And then like 10 minutes later, 30 minutes or 40 minutes later, like they're like, wow, I'd like fucking can't. And I'm like, yeah, like it's about you, putting in the fucking effort, too. putting in the effort, being a safe chill place yeah. where someone can get out of their head right like oh it's okay if you don't come but i want to totally and that's why i tell everyone like like i get off giving you pleasure mm. like i want to eat you out because i genuinely like yeah. enjoy it i like feeling you crave me i like turning you on yeah. i like trying to figure out this puzzle that is you know this your puzzle pleasure, you know because it's all fucking different yeah and it's true it's like a little what turns me hunt. on most is like enthusiasm like Having someone that is like, and I know you like this too, like all about you. Oh, and yeah. And you can tell in that moment that they just want to be there with you. Yeah. Like that's the fucking best. Oh, and that's what, that's what everyone That's the emotional for. intimacy I look for. Yeah. Is like, I used to think like, oh, I need to do all these crazy things. Like, mm-hmm. well, it's performative, right? Yeah, totally. And now I'm like, let's make eye contact. Let's like totally. breathe in each other's mouth. And then totally. I'm, I'm done. I'm in. Yeah. I'm like, I'm in. Totally. And do you since you film erotica like are you Mm -hmm. or i guess audio tape erotica yeah record yeah do you feel like when you're talking to someone you start to like sometimes sometimes like i have this register right here and like this is what i record in yeah you're like oh i'm settling it yeah Yeah. so yeah it can definitely it can definitely it can definitely pop up but i feel like i was i feel like everyone struggles with this i already struggled so much with the performative aspect that it's kind of already in the same line. Yeah. And at least now it's like I can hear myself. But it's funny because I will, 
you know, I use my life for inspiration. So like, you know, I, maybe I hooked up with like the person I'm seeing and then it's like, oh, I got to record an audio. So it's like, that's kind of top of mind. And they're yeah. like, oh, this is kind of reminiscent of like what we did and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, like, yeah, like I, you know, I'm, I'm who I am and right. this audio well, happened to line life up with that. It, yes, yeah. exactly. It's just like an actor going into a role. Yeah. So th- there is some of that. Um, but it kind of helps like as like a pleasure dome, like I enjoy like almost what you said, like being taught, like I love telling people to come or like yeah. t- tying someone up or blindfolding them and being like, well, I'm yeah. fully in control. Sensory, like I'm doing like this. So it's like the performative aspect kind of lends itself to that. Yeah. And be like, am I, am I doing this for me or am I doing this because I think this is what I'm supposed to I'm be I'm not even that self-aware during sex normally. Afterwards, I'll be like, hmm. Well, that's good. That's good. My, well, it depends. I, I can't get in my My head. struggle has always been getting out of my head. Oh. And I know I'm having good sex when I'm not like thinking about it. But then do you do the thing where you're having good sex and then you're like, wait, I'm not thinking about it. What sh- should I be thinking oh, about totally, it? Totally, yeah. totally, totally. And like, you know, I feel like I'm usually like worried about like, you know, performing well or like being erect enough or whatever. And it's like, just like with girls, like, and it can just, there's like so much shame involved too with mm. men and sex in general. Like, oh, like, you know, like I can't get hard. Like there's been so many times where like, I've been with a girl and like I'm really into them and like we finally get down to it and I'm just like not able to like get there. But what almost always helps is like just taking a beat and just being like, hey, I'm sorry. Like I'm a little nervous. Sometimes it takes me a little bit to get comfortable with someone new. Yeah. And that's always been the case since the moment I started having Talking sex. Talking about and it. They're always fine because like I would have weeded out the red flags if there's someone that would have been judgmental. Has anyone ever been like, what the fuck? No, but I think, I think. Especially more recently, because since my last, like, monogamous relationship ended, like, three years ago, like, as you know, like, I had been a serial monogamous, so I've been trying to explore more and learn about my sexuality and the stuff with my last relationship. I was very, like, sexually unfulfilled. Didn't I tell you that story where my ex and I were breaking up? And they were like, they were like, for you, sex is like a playground. Like, you want to have fun. You want to try new things. For me, it's like war. Like, there's a lot of different ways you can study it. There's a lot to it. But at the end of the day, I don't want to go to war. And I was like, how was this our foundational understanding of sex and we were so on different pages yeah so i since then i was like it's time to explore myself like up until a couple years ago like my partners didn't even like call me daddy like i wouldn't even call myself a dom and like now i'm just like no i'm solidly in this category yeah um so since then i feel like i have had more casual relationships and so i think i've probably had one or two people that were probably like less than supportive yeah but i've never had anyone that's like oh what the fuck whatever but i think people that are like once you start like churning them on and they're turned on, like they're ready to fucking go. And there's been a few times where like I've spent some time on them. They've come once or twice and they're like, I'm ready. Like, fuck me. And then I'm like, well, you got to get me warmed up too. Like, I don't know what to tell you. No, and, you like, got to wait. And they're kind of like. I love like, being like a bratty tease. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm sure you want that. Oh, totally. Like, oh, they love that too. Or like, they'll be like, I want you to fuck me. And I'm like, not till you come. Like you, you don't get the dick until yeah. Um, that's fun though. It feels it like fun. a fun little game. It is fun, it's but like, for the most part, I've had like a supportive partner. I like to think I'm a at least good judge of character. Yeah, at least to be able to like, because like you know I'm uh, I'm a little sensitive at the end of the day. So like I wouldn't <laughs> I would never be able to be with someone I think that was just like hit it and quit it like fuck me like the man you are i'd be like no like what the fuck like, like we let's don't, chill we don't do that here you know what i mean like <laughs> fuck me like the man you totally. are is so like, like i need to feel just as comfortable as my partners yeah and i don't think a lot of people think about that a lot of people don't think about i found like aftercare for men aftercare mm. for dom the needs of their men and to be fair so much of 
porn and life is already male focused and male centric. So I, I get it. But in my opinion, if, if you need to make your partner feel valued and heard and respected, regardless of what's in between their legs or any gender, like it's like no yeah. matter what it's sex is like very personal. It, it totally it, is. And it, like, it doesn't have to be. And that's why I'm still like close with some like of the people. I'm like, well, if we got to that level. Yeah. But see, it, it, you're, you're better than me because I'm like, <laughs> if I was like, if I was dating a girl and she was like, you know, I just respect all my. Well, okay, not <laughs> respect is not. I would, I would. I understand, I would understand. it's 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 they very like, yeah, different. I, in like I the check in with community. my exes yeah. and like we're. It's like, what do you mean? Right. And well, and from my understand, from my understanding, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it's also like a prevalent thing in like women on women relationships. Of yes. Like still, you're still being with your ex essentially. Well, because it's really hard because I find like. I'm just speaking from experience. Like mm-hmm. the relationship I have with a female presenting person right. is so much more intense. Yeah. But then if I think about you being like that with someone else, yeah. then I now I'm like, wait, am I not enough if you're still talking to these people and you're getting your emotional needs met right, by them? Right. See, the thing is, I'm not getting my emotional exactly. needs met by these people. I just care for them and. But that feels different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But again, it's also like I think it depends on each relationship and yeah. who the person is and totally. what their relation. It's all circumstantial. I'm at the place like if we got to a point where we had sex, like you can count on me, and if you if you need me for something, like call me if you have an emergency. Yeah, like and if you're in a rough spot, and I, like I've been in rough spots, especially financially, like you know, and sometimes you just need you just need help. You need a break. Um, That's nice. And but... so it's like you know, but but yeah, I wouldn't do that for everyone. Um, yeah, but then it's like, oh, who are you deciding gets well, to and, help? And you, and you have to, you have to be clear about these boundaries, you know, like, like, and like with exes before, it's like gotten to the point because, like, if you know, it's different if I'm in a relationship, but if I'm single, it's like whatever. But like sometimes I have to set those boundaries, and I have to be like, hey, you know, I, I can't be, I can't be this role in your life. Yeah, and generally speaking, I'm not really in contact with with anyone. Yeah. But I like I do like to be on good terms. But I, I think I a lot too. of that goes back to the people pleasing. It always goes back to the people pleasing. And honestly, I'm so scared of people being like, especially in this day and age. Like I'm also super afraid of like being part of the problem. Oh so yeah. So I'm constantly like thinking like how might this action be interpreted ten years from now? Yeah, I get that. It's so hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, relationships and friendships are so fucking hard. Yeah. So personal, and every time it's like you yeah. learn something new, and also it's like. I don't know. I just never want to, I never want people to think I like don't, I dislike them. I was just chatting with a friend and it was funny because she, she had to come by for my microphone. She was using it for like an acting thing or whatever. And I was already having like kind of a shitty mental health day. So I was like, all right, I'm going to pop an edible and take myself out to lunch. Like that's, that's my version of self-care and like film some TikToks. And I knew she was going to come by later in the night just to grab it, whatever. But she called me and she's like, Hey, I have some free time, you know, and I've known this person She's like the first friend I made in college. I've known her for like a decade. She like was doing my taxes for a while. Great, great, great person. Love that. Yeah, she's so, she's fantastic. And she's like, she's like, hey, you know, I'm free now. And I was like, you know me. Like there are a handful of people, like yourself included, that if you call, I'll be available that day to hang out. Right. Like especially now, I'm like, you know, no, see like, you next I, week. Like, like let's I'm not make seeing you month today. plans yeah, like in exactly. advance. But I was like, yeah, let's grab lunch, whatever. But because I was a little high, and we would, similar to you, we would just have deep conversations. We were chatting about these things and, you know, anxiety and whatever. And she's like, well, what are you actually, like, what are your anxieties about? And I'm like, man, what a deep fuck question no one asks. But it all comes back to people pleasing. I'm, yes. like, I'm like, I have a deep fear that people will misunderstand me. Mm-hmm. And 
and think ill intent when none was meant. And especially like I've seen it on the internet. Like people might take something out of context and there are real business and personal ramifications. Like you could get canceled and your career's fucking over. And it's because you have a sound clip of saying like, I beat women. But then you listen to the whole thing and it's like, I beat women consensually when they like impact play. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so I have a deep, deep fear of that. That's exasperated by it. But it's irrational because I was like, I recognize it's irrational because I know that anyone in my life that knows me knows that I would not be an evil person. And anyone who's interested in finding out, I would love to have a conversation. So I'd be more than happy to provide context. Yeah, but anxiety doesn't... It's it's, not rational. It's not rational ever. I have to do like... (sighs) I've been having a lot of anxiety. The holidays bring up anxiety. Oh, yeah. Holidays are a tough time. Uh, And and it's so interesting to feel safe in your own home but still be anxious. It's like, ugh, I want this to be done. But it doesn't go away like that. So I have to do like... I am an adult. I am in a mm-hmm. safe place. Like I'm like yeah. giving myself like totally. I have to tell myself like it is okay. You had a good day. Right. Nothing you, is going wrong. Nothing's going wrong. Like I am You're capable pay- to handle yeah. situations. You're paying your bills and yep. you didn't kill yourself today. It's Ooh. a good day, Zachary. Yes, but it's still so hard. It is so. Difficult. I have like a built-in forgetter. Like I'm like, oh, everything's going to shit. Well, like, and I'm like, no. Ten minutes ago, you were having a great day. Yeah. Don't let this ruin it. Yep. Be an observer it's so hard to observe your feelings and not judge them or yourself. Yeah. It's so hard. It's like, Oh, this is coming up for you. Maybe you're stressed about something. Totally. And it's like, like, it's like gentle parenting with your fucking mm-hmm, self, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like recognizing, like, yeah. like we have a relationship with ourselves. And it always helps. Like, just like with partners, it helps to talk about it. And like, this is a tip I give like actors or people they are like, how do you get over stage performance or whatever? Like, da, da, da. and I'm like, you need to recognize that like, it's not going to go away. So like, just take a minute, take a deep breath, and acknowledge to yourself, gentle parent yourself and say, how, you know, when you see it, they're like, how are, what are you feeling? Identify what you're feeling. Yeah. Try to understand why. Okay. I'm really fucking nervous because I was on set last week with Colin Farrell and Amy Ryans. I was really fucking nervous. Also, my ex was on that set. So it was just a fucking, it was a lot. And I was also playing a character called Skeevy Guy. So I was already like, I was already in character of being an asshole with my ex there and around two acting legends. Mm. And so I was just, but you just have to take a minute and you have to say, okay, I'm feeling anxious. This is not going to go anywhere. Mm. This is what's causing it. I'll be okay. Right. And it, it, it takes it from a nine to like a six, you know, which, which is, is like, manageable, which is manageable. So it's like, that's what I tell the more you push it down yeah. and try to ignore it, the more it's just going to come up. So when like, I ignore it, I do this thing where it. I give myself anxiety because I'm anxious about getting anxious. Oh yeah. Like I'm like, Oh shit. I feel like I'm going to be anxious later. It's like mm-hmm. almost like I set a date like of anxiety. Night, you're like, I'm going to be, I'm going to be but then I tripping ca- out. And I'm like, well you, with that mentality. No, but be. then I came here and I was like, Oh, actually like I took a shower. I'm in the most comfy PJs. Yeah, like I'm that. safe. But it's like the idea of being anxious gives me more anxiety. Yeah. And totally. to allow myself to spiral is like fucking horrible. 100%. 100%. Yeah, I definitely self-medicate. Yeah. And that's not great. No, I mean, <laughs> weed is, I think, a really great it's, anxiety. It really is. But I weed can cause anxiety I too. mean, I, I smoked weed very alcoholically, if you will. Like I didn't smoke it. I was like, oh, I'm curing. I was like... I'm either smoking an entire right. gram of... I'm either going to get fucked up and not move all day or I'm not doing it Or I'm it not... All. Exactly. Yeah. It's all or nothing for me. So it wasn't right. medicine. I wish... I can't really take most things in a moderate... Well, that's what's, like, well, that's what's tough about being an alcoholic. Like you don't... You just don't have that switch. I don't. Like so where, none of it's actually medicine for me. It's pretty much just yeah. I'm going to abuse it. Yeah. Your body's like, oh, this is good. 
we're going to keep I need going. 50,000. Exactly. And I see that in people. Like I see that in people like, you know, in my family and it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm lucky not to have that gene. Like, yeah. and maybe, maybe a little bit was environmental, you know, from a young age, my mother was like, Hey, like genetically you're predisposed. Like you yeah. just are like, there's a lot of alcoholism and drug. Like I'm Irish and Italian. Like, come on. What are you come doing? Come on. That's why my, that's why my tolerance is through the roof. Like yeah. back when we would drink, like yeah. I could drink. And that's why you'd be like, you need to take shots. So you're not going to get fucked up. Yeah. I would take those shots. I'm know. such a fucking like. Instigator. Yeah. I love it though. I love it. It's funny. I saw one of the girls at the party last night. Like they were having fun. They were drinking, whatever. And they were chatting with uh, one of the hosts. And they were like, oh, like, I feel like I'm on a different level of everybody. Else, you know, because it's kind of chill. And they were like, no, like do whatever you want. And they're like, they're like, oh, like, you know, usually I have like a buddy to do this with. And I remember thinking back because I don't really drink anymore. And even last night, I think I had like one and a half, maybe I smoked, but yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, like yeah, that I remember that like feeling of like yeah, let's fucking do it together. And I'm just like, yeah, you yes. I always you just and that that, that I used to always um I like look back and cringe because I I mean misery loves company. Like I wanted mm-hmm. someone to yeah. get as fucked up as me. We used to rile each other up for sure. Yeah, I'd be like, come on, like you'd be like, go take a shot. I'd be like fuck yeah, let's for yeah, another. Like, yeah, I was like, you want to do it? Let's do it. Yeah, and I loved that. I like yeah. that. Like, I was telling Tori, you guys were like the only people I would drink with. Yeah. Like, because drinking well, is just so social. All socially. of my friends, and it's so funny. when I would want to drink, I'd be like, let me go hang out with them and like we can. Exactly. Because if I were drinking, I wanted to drink. All of my friends, though, like, I, I do obviously have sober alcoholic friends. I love right. them. But when I was in my deepest depths, I did have like a lot of uh, Coke friends, which is different. Mm-hmm. But yeah. when my normie friends, I would be like, they don't drink how they did with me because right. I am such an instigator. I'd be like, no, like, come totally. on. Like, here, I'll get you a chaser. Well, like, I was too. And I feel I bad and about... that was like my people pleasing because I was like, I want everyone well, to have like, a good time. If everyone's fucked up, we'll all have fun. And yeah. like, looking back, I'm like, I wonder if people were like, bitch, please stop. Like, you know what I mean? From my perspective, no. Uh, but I never you know what that. I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe there were some people, but it was always like party good time because I was the same. Like, I don't struggle with alcoholism, but when I was in my people pleasing, like, I'm putting on my extroverted mask. Yeah. I would, I would peer pressure people into drinking because it's fun. Yeah. Well, and it's also like you think if everyone's drunk, how can you not have fun? And that's See, not never, the case. I never went that way. I, I was just, I was that. just more like. Well, that's because I loved alcohol. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. What I, I mean? was more just kind of like, yeah, this is this is a fun thing to do. Like together. We're bonding. Yeah. No, yeah. I was like, we all need to be wasted. Yeah. See, the thing is, I don't. I don't really drink anymore and I used to drink a lot more before the pandemic but it was never like a habitual thing mm. like I always needed to be doing something like yeah. even if I was at home I'd be playing video games with my buds so I'd have like a couple of gin and tonics or whatever yeah. but it was never like a habitual thing but I realized like even now I'm like I don't want to drink unless I'm like getting drunk yeah like I just, a lot of people feel like I'm that. like I don't want to just have a little bit whatever I never could if I had a singular sip of alcohol I was like I need to be fucked up yeah the, it's like, you know, one drink is, what is, what is the thing? One drink is too many and a hundred's never enough. You know, like for me, it's like. Yeah. Or you're always like, what, what's the other one? It's like, you're always two beers away from having the best night. Yeah. That's like what that. you're chasing. It's yeah, like, and totally. I was like one more shot. Like I would be fucked about it in my mind and I'd be like, oh, I'm not drunk enough. <laughs> yeah. Like I need more. And I saw that mentality in this guest last night. And that's what made me think about it. I was like, yeah. oh yeah. Like that 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 like drive yeah you know and they were talking about how they're like well i'm just kind of like bored right now and i'm like oh yeah okay well like, well and uh, maybe don't drink that. and well and also like for me it's funny i would think like oh i'm gonna have more fun but alcohol is a depressant it is yeah so then halfway through the night i'd be like fuck i don't even like myself but we like, have adhd so like booze is a euphoric for me yeah it was for me too and it's like 
I realized like my pipeline was like, I was a very shy, introverted boy. Like I was the shyest boy ever. Like I would just wail and wail and wail when I was a little boy until my mother came to pick me up for like hours. And I was always super shy. Like I had trouble making friends. And then, you know, I found theater. I learned to speak another language. I got a little bit older. I started doing sports. So then like, like senior year college, I really started growing into myself, especially performing. And so I think then for the next like five to 10 years, I pushed away my introverted side of me. And I was like, this is who I actually am. I am this extroverted, fun, fun, bubbly guy. Then the pandemic hit and it really made me look around and I was like, oh, like same with you. Like I've been working so much. Like I worked my job where I was up at 6 a.m. I'd work for six hours. I'd work out. I'd go do an audition. I'd go see a group of friends. Like going, going, going. I'd go see another group of friends. And like now it's like (sighs) I only want to see like one or two friends a week. And I'm much more in yeah. tune with my introverted side. So now I, if people ask, I'm like, well, I'm an extroverted introvert. That's, like, I always think that. I need that. to go home and recharge. And then when I'm I ready, recharge I alone, recharge. but I like people. Yes. And especially it's... it's and I think booze was a lubricant. Well, I think a lot of people don't realize because like I obviously I'm sober, but like... 